0: This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by Harvest Moon. Back to Nature Box. That's right. HMBTNB,
1: uh, which we're just going to, we have to abbreviate, it, so we're going to call it um, HMBTNB, um, is a 48 hour snack sack that comes right to your mailbox.
0: It's a collection of sriracha turnips, soy fused potatoes, crunch fucked turnip chippers. I love their wasabi tots. Oh, yeah. The corn sarnet hellos. Great. Yeah. And, the, and the, su- the honey sriracha hug turnip dip thongs. Mm, get thongs, ready, thongs. Get up in there. Potato leave-ins bloody with chutney nut butter. Mm. Mm, savory. And, and I, what it reminds me of home is Grandma Crick's rockin' tea nips. mm <laughs> Salted caramel peatown town leakers.
1: mm hmm, Yeah. And, and then you got uh, turnip skin flavor shavings. <sighs> uh, sriracha mayo-filled french fry shot glasses. Oh, uh, Bring me up to the bar. And we got boiled turnies. And finally, science blasted paternips with salted caramel sriracha. These ain't your grandma's paternips. See, here's the thing about Heneb, um is it started with a young Michael Crick. He just grew up under this insane mayor in the city, and the mayor bulldozed all the schools and hospitals, so he had no choice, no education, no medical care.
0: He had to go for innovation. That's right, and that's why he started a disruptive farm, growing the only two crops available at the time. And eventually, he gained enough money uh, to pay us to, to, to read this ad.
1: Yeah, it's weird, though, right? Because like, so he's just got the two crops.
0: Right. He's, yeah. got, he's
1: got turnips and potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. But t Nips, whatever those are. Yeah, T Nips. But he doesn't pay us in money. He pays us in Sriracha Scorch, Peanut Butter, Sorghum Nom Noms. Yeah. So where does he get sorghum from?
0: Oh, no, Gary. You asked the forbidden question. Oh, shit. Hi! Run, run, run. Get this assaulted cargo skateboard! No! Hello b b
1: My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross, and you're listening to Watch Out for
0: Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week we are doing a, uh, a kind of a dual episode, split EP kind of thing, um, as we have done in the past. Uh, this time with two kind of similar games. We're talking about Harvest Moon and Sim City, both for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and we'll kind of talk about the reason why these are grouped together and the ways they're similar, and
1: the ways they're different. Uh, but they're both in this kind of like relaxing, slow life kind of thing like i was just i did that retronauts thing about slow life games mm-hmm. and these are two of them that i have you know more experience with than others yeah uh, so it was a, uh, you know they're both uh, games that were important to me growing up mm-hmm. so uh, let's talk a little bit about harvest moon first This is a, a simulation RPG developed by uh, Amicus mm-hmm. and published by Natsume for the SNES in 1996.
0: Yes, yes. And uh, in this game, it's a, it's a farming sim, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of that, and some more. Like the like the setup is you're this young guy who's tasked with taking care of your family's decrepit farm for. Uh, it turns out the game clock is two and a half years. Yes. Yeah.
1: And years is is an abstraction. Mm-hmm. and it's mostly about just kind of management like most sims um you're managing uh your money your time and your energy um yes. it is it is kind of sims like mm-hmm. in that respect but kind of stripped down and yeah. less dramatic
0: when, when i write the notes i can never be sure who's gonna read what so
1: yeah, wasn't puts sure. the little jokes that i don't i A, don't want like i just don't want to take from him yeah
0: it's little so. sims on the prairie like yes yeah, and so, so yeah, like the like the money, time, and energy, like that th- that is very much in there, and is a grim reminder uh, to all of us <laughs> as we play this relaxing game about panicking that night will soon come. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, and you know, unlike a lot of Sims, there really is an end game, right? Like you know, that, that once that two and a half years is up, uh, you're kind of rated on your happiness score, which is how you lived your life, how many times you picked up your dog, how many you know, like if you had kids or whatever, in your ranchmaster score, which is uh, how well you done got up on that paper chase.
1: Yes, yeah, so that, that's kind of the freedom you' you it is a, a qualitative measurement, but also you can kind of play it however you like. Mm-hmm. You just get a rating at the end. um most actions other than is it just moving and lifting um require energy that you have, and this is an invisible
0: stat, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. You have to read it just based on how exhausted your cute little man looks. yeah. You know, with his with his little animations, I like yeah. the animation in this game a lot. Actually, me too. They, yeah, it's very they, charming. They do a good job, especially with the animals, getting them to to you know move around in a way that seems oh kind of kind of real. You can increase that stat. Like this is an invisible stat, but there's a there's a power up that you can get uh, called called the Power Berry, uh, which you find uh, kind of at kind of scripted event kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you eat them, it goes into the magical building stomach that exists behind your house.
1: Yes, you no. have a secret garden that you no one may ask of, but keeps track of certain things that you've eaten. Yep, it's like my whiskey shed. Yeah, it's not all, not all things that you eat. Just certain things end up in this garden to never be eaten again. Yes. That came with the house. Yep. Yeah, um, and, and the, uh, so there's a day and night cycle, um, as long with uh, days of the week and days of the month. And mm-hmm. you have to pay attention to these things. Um, it has uh, kind of uh, 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 stores are open. People are in different locations. Depending on the time of day, and you're able to do kind of different things, and and as we'll discuss, like the kind of the point of the game of this, you know, optimizing your life, um, certain things are better, you know, are better done in different times of the day.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a matter of growth hacking, right? You got to find out when you're going to get your Series A, your Series B, all that. Yes yeah and exactly
1: <laughs> um yeah uh something... i don't actually know what that is but like i still know that i don't like it like i just like it's just like your tone i was just like oh this thing cole knows from work that i hate <laughs> yep. i'm just gonna let it go because <laughs> i don't want to read about it and get mad yep uh, <laughs> so, just google
0: it like when i'm in the next when i'm in my next little sentence here just here oh
1: fuck yeah uh, somebody's doing this <laughs>
0: but uh but yeah so something that's weird about the about the snes version of this that is uh changed and patched out in later in 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 later versions is that in the snes game like once night comes you can pretty much do whatever you need to like this is the way to optimize the game which is you know do whatever you need to while the sun is up which is a very small amount of time and then just do all your chores and when you run out of energy go to the hot spring take a dip and then go back and do finish out your chores like you can effectively clear the ranch
1: yeah, the, the night is infinite. Like just like real life. Like it just stretches
0: forever. It's bloodborne in the shit. Like <laughs> it it never ends. Yeah. Unless you want it to. Yeah, which I'm not sure how I feel about that, actually. Because it kind of trades the the the, the pressure of like, oh, the, the the march of time with well, I could effectively do as much of this as I want, but each individual thing is a little bit boring. Yeah, and, and I like having to conserve.
1: Yeah, it definitely takes some of the drama away. And I don't think, I feel like it's not intended. Like, it feels like it, yeah. it is a weird, like, this game has some kind of weird glitches and and unintended things. Like, one of the things we'll talk about, I'm sure, is that this is one of the longest running series or most, mm-hmm. like, populous series in games. Mm-hmm. There are so many fucking Harvest Moon games. Yeah. And up until a certain point, they were just optimizations and they just got better. Mm-hmm. So things like that got fixed, you know, over and over until it probably got broken again in some other way <laughs> when they stride for complexity. But there's definitely a bell curve of, like, the peak of the series mm-hmm. and this isn't quite there. Like I think the first part of the harvest is still good, mm-hmm. but it's not quite as good as it's going to become. Right. And this is one of those
0: symptoms. Yeah. Um, kind of something that isn't, you know, unlimited is the fact that there's the shipper who drops by to pick up or whatever you put in this box. So whatever you're going to ship, you got to put it in this box and he takes it away. And that's how you get your money, right? That's, that's uh what your income is gated by.
1: Yes. And you have to do
0: it before he shows up. Cause if you put in mm-hmm.
1: it at night, you don't get paid for it
2: which until is the next day.
1: It. Until the, exactly until the next day, which you need that money? Yep. You need that paper. Um, there is a season cycle in this game, so the gameplay is very different. You have all four seasons, each one lasts thirty days. Um, there are different holidays mm-hmm. that happen uh, depending on the season, and the crops you can plant and kind of your daily routine changes mm-hmm. depending on the season, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, and some even down to like real downtime, like nothing grows in the winter. <laughs> you know, so, so this, that feels very different.
0: This is a time for you to go read some very broken dialogue.
1: Very broken and not particularly great dialogue. Yeah. And
0: and pick up mushrooms. Yep. So <laughs> Yeah, and then just wait for spring to come, which I imagine might be accurate, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There're also like weird events and kind of some stuff that were, you know, I I personally am not going to be able to get into in a lot of specifics just because these didn't happen for me in the time that I spent with the game. Like this game kind of defies our normal structure of like approaching a full narrative thing uh thoroughly um but there are events like oh you'll so like a a merchant will come by and sell you some magic beans that when you plant they take a while to grow but eventually they send you up to heaven to get a golden chicken so you can sell a golden egg and get ten thousand gold
1: yeah, there, there's a little bit of that weirdness, but not tons of it. Yeah. Like, so it, it just it, it's enough to feel mysterious. Like, as a kid, I didn't do a lot of that this time around, mm-hmm. also, just because of, like, who has the time. Um, I mean, you know, I guess theoretically, by virtue of us doing this show, we're saying we have the time. Yeah. But here I am shattering. here's some cognitive dissonance for you. I didn't have the time. The um, But also because I remember it from when I was young, because I played this game a lot when, it was, when I was contemporaneous with it, and just having this weird like, and this is a weird <clears> comparison, but this shit reminded me, I got the same feeling from Dark Souls
0: mm-hmm.
1: where it's like, oh, this is a weird mechanic that I have no idea what it's predicated on. Yeah, I don't really know what to do. I just need to experiment with it until it works. Specifically, that magic bean thing was like really influential and weird to me as a kid
0: yeah i can totally see that i mean I've, I've got a i've got a place in the notes a little bit later for us to talk about our 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 personal uh, histories with this but like really this is my first experience with harvest moon okay. like i played yeah. it a little bit on an emulator like once i got emulators you know back you know in high school or whatever uh, just mm-hmm. because like oh here's the thing but primarily just because i read about this game like this game was really featured in in, in nintendo power around the time that i was really subscribing and reading a lot of nintendo power and mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff which is kind of like talked about in a very frank way and so they're saying you know make sure that you plant your stuff in an even distribution so you and then oh there's a magic fountain beneath your beneath your farm where you can turn all your tools gold like
1: yeah where, where there's wait, a gnome what? that lives that will give you a, a
0: golden you know sickle yeah
1: you know yeah things like that it just it's weird and and it's later like later harvest moon games start saying like oh it's because you're under the care of the forest sprites yeah you know and here's what they'll do to help you but early on it was just mysterious and cool
0: yeah charming like it's it's, like this game is quaint to the max and i think we're we're coming out of our season our season of all um a little bit but uh this is this is still very much in that in that vein
1: yeah that's super cute um there's Mm. a, a fact that uh, I think we we both used mm-hmm. um, on game facts written by somebody named Admiral. So I, <laughs> Admiral Game Facts, um, and he does a really good job of like explaining some of those systems. Yeah, and the like. Like there are things that are intuitive that you would think would help you that actually don't help you. Mm-hmm. There are things that are not intuitive that actually do help you, and he does a really good job of kind of laying out what's what.
0: Yeah, and if you're playing this in the modern context, like with how little information the game gives you, it's nice to have something like that to help you not waste effort.
1: <laughs> it, it is, but at the same time, this is one of those games where, like, with no real fail state, um, you're not losing anything by just kind of sitting down and playing it however you feel like it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he's telling you how to optimize stuff, and it's interesting to learn those systems behind the thing, but you don't really need to to enjoy the game. Like, you can just kind of sit yeah. down and, like, I, I would turn it into a relaxation or an optimization I would have been
0: so, in, like, I, in fact, I was so annoyed when I planted a full 3 by 3 grid of something and then realized i couldn't get into the center to to water that thing yeah like like that that is a super tiny thing but like that is a lack of efficiency that like i felt like i was doing everything right but there's just something that the game doesn't doesn't handle properly to my mind that like would have really put me off if i didn't know how to approach it
1: I, I don't know, man. I think that the I think that handles that pretty well. Like I, I think that if you were if you had dense enough crops in real life, that just be it would be a lesson you'd learn, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you do that one season and be like, Well, I can't do that for the next planting. Like mm-hmm. I need to come up with a different way to do Th- that's it.
0: That's a very minor example of it. But like yeah. figuring out when do I need to feed chicks and stuff. Like, yeah, oh well, you like don't really that need that to do stuff that. Is, like yeah, that. that
1: you don't have to waste your your time yeah. and money. And how much grass you need to have certain livestock. Yeah. Like that shit's confusing and mm-hmm. then like why plant grass and yeah you know, that's, initially...
0: that's the more that's that stuff i'm thinking about like i've got all these bushes around like yeah <laughs> why are my eat neighbors the, complaining about this the, what is this animal crossing <laughs> like exactly yeah yeah you have, you have all these bushes in
1: your yard and 16 stones <laughs> and, and all together you just fucking salt the whole thing with glycerin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um the best thing harvest moon ever gave us was the pre-order plushies of the sweet chickens and cows they're really and cute the sheeps. i love those things Game i just really cute i wish i had more of them i never i was never able to take any home from gamestop they're
1: the um yeah they're they're very cute and they just get cuter like the cows are already cute but they get like so fucking cute <laughs> later on like the cel-shaded one for ps2 mm-hmm. like man are those cows cute yeah and like it's funny because cows are kind of cute in real life but then mm-hmm. when you get close to their face like they've got real wet mouth yep and then it's not that cute makes sounds yeah yeah, they make sounds and they like they shit and then you realize (laughs) they have four stomachs like when you're thinking about them and you're like oh (laughs) this thing's a monster like this is just a land beast it's not actually cute (laughs) Um, but they start out like you think of them as as pretty cute probably because Mm -hmm. of harvest moon
0: yeah well you know and also all culture like we are raised with we're like i don't know how weird is that that a lot of kids these days are probably raised with toy farm stuff yeah even though nobody has ever seen a farm who's who's under the age of 25
1: well the weird the other thing about that too is as as urban farming becomes a thing Mm -hmm. like more kids are going to grow up with like toy farm stuff but then also like they have (laughs) a chicken and they Mm -hmm. have a goat yeah like that's that's slowly becoming a thing Mm -hmm. like it's not just in weirdo portland like you find out everywhere yeah especially chickens Mm
0: -hmm. yeah well chickens are great yeah yeah Um, so this game's like, we already mentioned it, like the localization's pretty wonky. Like they didn't fully Westernize it. Like, it feels like it was kind of, kind of rushed in that regard, but it adds to its weird charm. It feels, it does feel very weirdly like, and
1: then even the systems, like knowing the systems, like it's so Mm -hmm. simple. Yeah. Like party, I had a moment I was playing this where I was like, oh, this could have been done in game maker. Mm -hmm. Like this, this, this is one of the simplest games. Like it's just because it, it was so because it's not, it's so not physics-based mm-hmm. and it's so innovative that it like spawned this whole franchise, you know? Yeah. But it is is—it is very simple and very kind of incomplete and amateurish in a way, while still
0: being, you know, and that adds to the charm. So, so here's the weird thing, right? I'm going to ask this question. Why is this game called an RPG? Because I've heard people lump it in and for the life of me, all that I can see when I look at it is that it kind of is from the perspective of of a final fantasy game. Like even still today people will say, "Oh, it's that farming RPG."
1: I the I don't know why they would do that. Um, but it is a role-playing game in that you are playing a role. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's more like akin to that, which is not what RPG means in the mm-hmm. SNES era. Right. But that is it does do a good job of that and a better job of that than like you know, like final fantasy four, when you're not making any decisions or playing a role at all, Mm -hmm. you're just watching a story, you know, this is, it's, you know, you are in this, you are making choices and deciding how you want to develop things, even if they are really limited. Mm -hmm. So that would be the way I would justify it. I don't know if that's the intention. I think the intention is just like, it has similar graphics and is non-action based. So that's how their minds kind of, you Mm -hmm. know, quantize it.
0: Yeah. And and like, I can see somebody who was definitely younger around, around prime RPG time back then would, would gravitate towards something that looked like this as that yeah. kind of thing, but, you know, it, it, definitely is more in like a, you have, you have choice and you have agency in, you know, in order to advance, you know, how you progress in this. Like there, there are, there are invisible point systems that you're going after, but um, RPG just for, for a game of this era, it doesn't seem like the right uh, kind of name. No, it's,
1: yeah, it's inaccurate. It's a simulation. Yeah. Um. It's, it's like a, like a life simulation. It's, it's that weird kind of subgenre, like the animal mm-hmm. crossing, you know, uh, uh, the Sims genre. Mm-hmm. That is that is a very weird kind of a niche thing.
0: Yeah. So you said that you this was like important for you back on the SNES. Like, can you give a little bit of that story?
1: Yeah. Just uh, you know, because I remember reading about it in Nintendo Power as well, and uh, I I never thought it was an RPG. Like, I always knew the premise of it, but the premise was just fascinating to me because it was unique. You know, even then I was looking for games where I didn't just like kill stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and and I've talked about how important uh, Evo was to me. And, uh, you know, those kind of weird, like I always, you know, gravitate towards weird PC-esque experiences on consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, Shadowrun for the SNES and the like. Um, so I remember reading about it and really wanting it and then trying to explain it to, uh, you know, my mother uh, around at Christmas time <laughs> and stuff. And be like, yeah, you're going to be at a farm. It's really cool. Um, and her not really getting it, but also, you know, it, that's one of the blessings of like, your parents don't understand. He's like, they don't get it, but they don't also they also wouldn't understand if, it. like, yeah, you're a bunch of turtles and like the shredder sends you back in time and you fight things <laughs> con and like, you know, they're not gonna understand that either. So it, it's all it all was gobbledygook. Mm-hmm. So like uh, you know, eventually I got it uh somehow and just played it like a lot without ever like I got to endings in it, but I never <laughs> understood it. It just became a relaxing thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I never got good at it either. Like, I wish I still had, like, my save files. So I could see my fields from back then because, ooh, you know, <laughs> I, I some r- rough fields. And I, I feel like, and this, I'm pretty sure I went through the entire game without ever touching the dating sim aspect of it.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, I never, like, realized that was a thing I could do. I was like, oh, these are just NPCs. I'm talking to them.
0: Like, outside of the festivals, it's really not apparent.
1: Yeah, it's, it is a weird goal, and you're judged very harshly on how... <laughs> you know heteronormative you are (laughs) like how how much you you uh not heteronormative but like how much you adhere to this american dream of Mm -hmm. uh raising a a wife and and 2.0 kids (laughs) um so the uh and i i didn't do it at all i just you know bought and sold shit and was happy as numbers went up
0: Yeah. yeah i mean like like i i have more experience with the second game we're doing i have more experience with it with snes but i'm looking at this and i can see exactly exactly where this would fit into my mind you know at that time being somebody who like played the shit out of lemonade stands on that on the apple twos like even at that age i was trying to optimize stuff and like figuring out the best way to do things and like this you know kind of brought me back to that feeling just a little bit you know along with uh, like games that are like of that elk that are coming out now like there definitely is a you know in the past 15 years has been a you know surge or a surge of these right yeah these are like little economic simulator Mm -hmm. things (music) So we mentioned that there are kind of multiple different ways to advance, uh, your farm and your life and, you know, <laughs> line your pockets and, uh, kind of, uh, fill up those point meters and stuff. And I am preparing for this. have kind of broken it out into the four different aspects. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that, that like, totally
1: makes sense. Like going season by season would be excruciating. Yes. <laughs> so let's not do that. We'll do, so first we're going to talk. So the initially a cutscene kind of starts out. Your parents are like leaving you to this, <laughs> this farm. It's very abstract. Yep. Um, and a lady comes up on the second, you have to introduce yourself to everyone in town Mm -hmm. uh, when you first get there, which is a roadblock for some people, because you think you've got everyone and you can't go back to town. Mm -hmm. Um, and she kind of explains the basic and she gives you a dog, um, and you get to name it and it's very cute. Um, and it doesn't do anything.
0: (laughs) It barks Um, when there's a fence broken.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it it and it, and you have to hug it a hundred times to get enough points to get the perfect score at the end. <laughs> and by hug it, it means pick it up and move it. Yeah. You can you can literally just leave this dog anywhere. It doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> and later in the series, I feel like they would do things with the dog. Yeah. Um, but this dog is is just a lump. Like he's yeah. a cute lump, but he's like a basset, like he's a, a hound type dog. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, those dogs are lumps. Like that's great. Because I mean, that's why I like those dogs. So it's a real lumpy dog, but like and then you're just kind of free free to feel good mm-hmm. and start doing things. So we'll we'll just kind of talk about area area by area what you do there.
0: Yeah. So early in the spring before anything really comes in, you're looking for money to uh to you know, buy seed so you can get your crops coming in. Uh mm-hmm. and the way that you really do that is by going up to the mountain. Right? There's this kind of two screen mountain area where you can look at wildlife and it increases your happiness and your mood and stuff, but there are some things you can do to make some quick money here.
1: And dwarves live there. Yep. Like dwarf gnome creatures do live there. Mm -hmm. Like the the game really goes whole hog into that shit later. But like even here, they're here and they are carpenters and they increase, you know, improve your house if you want, if you have the money and the the lumber for it. As of now, though, you're just finding floor grapes and (laughs) uh, catching catching non-can fish. (laughs) Did did you?
0: Yeah. Boot, can, can.
1: Who's throwing all this garbage in the lake? (laughs) Yeah, this four by four or two by two square lake. There are like 10 of you who live in this fucking town. Which yeah. Are... I've never seen a can. Like, <laughs> none of you are wearing boots the size of a human. It's not fucking caribou. Is this the fucking corpus. village? Is this the village? Yeah. Is this, uh, you know, world uh, fucking five or whatever? <laughs> what? Caribou shoe. Um, oh, Just that the oh. boots are the same size as the people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's like yeah. world five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool expression <laughs> I got.
0: Yeah, I man, this this continues the uh, the spate of really bad fishing mini games um, and the games that it's, we've calling it a mini game is really hard. It's it, to... yeah, it's it's hard to justify, but it's there. Like it is a thing; it requires you to do, and you have to pay attention to it, and you have to press a button at the right time.
1: It's not that different than Animal Crossing's. Mm-hmm. Like Animal Crossing just requires a little bit more precision and looks a little bit prettier, but mm-hmm. this is essentially the same thing. I also and then, I guess, don't and... like that. <laughs> No, I don't like it either. I mean, Animal Crossing is like something I play, spend a lot of time with, but I have a hard time going back to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like people who like play every game in the series, I, I'm really, you know, kind of surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you like it, that's great. But like for me, I just I play it for a couple of days. I'm like, this is amazing, and yeah. then I get forward and stop. Yeah. um but the uh and you can get a greater variety of fish mm-hmm. and that, like, that's a collector's man mentality this is yeah you know purely purely mercenary like you're just fishing for money um when you catch a fish you can uh sell it you stick it in your selling box mm-hmm. you can eat it right on the spot which is metal as hell <laughs> like i love that idea. you're just literally taking a fish from the water and just like taking a big bite out of it Snake and feeling good about your... yeah like, like, your, your, your stamina just like skyrockets as you eat a fish plucked right <laughs>
0: In the liquidy womb of mother earth yeah we, we call them river apples
1: yeah <laughs> yeah or you can go give the fish to uh to anybody especially your your girlfriend which is the thing i like to do is just like walk into the hardware store and be like here eat this fish and she's like this looks delicious and then just eat a live fish <laughs> while, while making her donatello-esque
0: milking contraption or whatever <laughs> like, is it like uh it, it's like a like cat's life right no they're, like, yeah. they're, they're actually if like, you heard that game uh, a dog's life the ps2 uh, you've seen that
1: yes yes
0: yeah. there there's something very similar where you have to like you like you kill animals and bring them to your owner and stuff and you follow pest trails it's yeah. really weird <laughs> Um, yeah. That's, yeah. that's
1: fishing and then you also find floor grapes
0: yeah um and, and the stuff that you find on the floor changes in value and changes in um changes uh uh like in function as time goes on like eventually there are mushrooms that are both poisonous and non-poisonous i've never figured out figured out in the summer what the uh what the green orbs are
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I also do are, are those Crick or.
0: escape orbs? I've Like <laughs> yeah. even in the they're even...
1: escape, they're escaped orbs. <laughs> yep. That's different. They're the subtle. The distinction is subtle. It's
0: trying to live their life.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they're they're the Orbish young that have made it out from yeah. under Crick's mighty boot.
0: Yeah, um, and I then there's also that boot in the river, <laughs> <laughs> yep. like, like so. <laughs> um uh there's also the hot spring which is uh just kind of integral to you actually being able to get anything done in the game if you um, do the thing you're talking about like yes. if you kind
1: of game the system with a night thing because like yeah it, that is an opt-in thing that mm-hmm. exploit is an opt-in thing yeah um which i do it too but you don't have to mm-hmm. if you, you can play it you know as if like i'm tired i want to rp the server mm-hmm. um but otherwise you just go sleep you know go get naked in a hot spring long enough until you just feel <laughs> like good as new
0: um, and sometimes you find your love interests here and they're all embarrassed about being in a hot spring with a boy.
1: It depends on, I think only one of the love interests goes there. Oh. I think it's just the bar, bar lady. Hmm. Um, but also sometimes you find a monkey there who's just oh. there for comic oh. relief. How adorable. Yeah, and and spotting wildlife makes you feel good in this game. Like, that's yeah. one of the things that, like, contributes to the theme like one Mm -hmm. of these you know parts that contribute to the greater whole is that like you want to be happy and get back to nature like every once in a while you wake up and you see a little scene of just some birds flying away and it just Mm -hmm. increases your invisible happiness meter because isn't that nice
0: yeah it happens in real life (laughs) like i've talked about it on twitter like apparently moving 1000 feet in my neighborhood has put me into a fucking disney movie yeah so (laughs) bird world (laughs) what's that i said bird world bird world yeah like cardinals and rabbits and shit but yeah, yeah it's a, again. It is super quaint, um, and it really works. And you head up here uh, and take care of that. There's also that cave uh, with uh, with the herbs. I never figured out the what's that yellow flower with the boulder blocking. Um, it. there's there's a power berry
1: mm-hmm. up there that is dislodged after an earthquake. I think. Mm, okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's why. And then there are also just herbs in there you can sell. Yeah. So and that's one of the few things that grows like all year round, no matter what. Are yeah. Those herbs. Yeah. So. That's you in the winter, just going in and out of this cave endlessly. <laughs> um, Slay less tedious is your agriculture section of the game.
0: Yeah, this, I think, is where my, at least my potatoes are. My meat comes later. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, I, I really like this aspect of the game a lot. It is. Um,
1: it is a really like, you know, you clear a field, and it's like the satisfaction of having a good clear thing.
0: Yep. It's, you, you know, know. it's the, you know, you're you're bringing order to chaos. Like you get into this ranch, and there are rocks and shrubs and stuff everywhere, and you're like, this is not gonna do. Yeah. And then you make it rows and squares. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it, it is so you. Uh, and what here a little exploit tip
1: is that the very first time you can play the game, it stays at six a.m. forever. So mm-hmm. you can actually do all of the stuff that involves like lifting things
2: mm-hmm.
1: without uh, without passing time at all. So you can actually clear out eighty percent of your field mm-hmm. before meeting it, you know,
0: person one. Yeah, even though it's not practical to fill up the whole field until like year three.
1: No, exactly, and and learning that stuff is is the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so so you 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 chop down your tree stumps, you hit them with an axe, you break your boulders um, with a hammer, mm-hmm. um, and the the instructions the broken English instructions in your shed about how these things work are hilarious. (laughs) Because if you... You had to hit them six times without moving if you touch the d-pad and try to hit them from another angle it resets the counter yeah which is another one of those things where i was like oh this is a game maker game <laughs> yep. um and you're like yeah. how come this can't be a tribute of the
0: boulder how come this has to be an attribute of <laughs> me yeah. pressing action on the boulder like <laughs> which like i'm thinking man i'm only breaking one or two boulders a night this is crazy and this is before i you know recognized i could do like a uh, uh, go and recharge multiple times per night and what yeah. i was doing was i was pressing toward the boulder like, just holding yeah. it down so that I would always stay facing it. Like, just because that's what I do when I'm attacking stuff in an, in a, in an action RPG. Yep. You know, you, like, I never understand the, okay, point towards them, let go of the D-pad, and then press the button.
1: Yeah, that's what and... you have to do in this. Well, because most games, when you when you attack, there's a little bit of movement. Mm-hmm. Like you, you move forward or you'll bounce off of something. Yeah. In this game, you stay perfectly still mm-hmm. uh, because not an attack. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, the, uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not, not making fun of you. I'm just saying that, like, it is a weird way that this takes the trappings of an RPG mm-hmm. And kind of fools you into thinking it is to do a game that's not like that at all and there are weird points of contention.
0: And so before I, you know, dipped into this fact and realized, uh, you know, okay, here's what's happening. You have to stay absolutely just perfectly still, point yourself, and then keep attacking. I thought that my my tools were losing potency and that that I had not unlocked the ability to sharpen them. Oh heaven forfend! Like that, right? that would have been a, that would have been a real nightmare. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> if your tools were consumable, like Minecraft. Oh jeez.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then just another another way for them to screw you down to the old tool shop. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and,
0: just, trying, just trying to keep the little farmer down.
1: Yeah. The, the, the Where's little, Willie he's Nelson? To keep the only farmer down. Yep. Like, yeah. Exactly. You need to farm farming just for him. Yep. Like. just uh but the uh so you just clear this this shit out and you can do it all in one night Mm -hmm. um, which is satisfying just with the uh, the hot springs um fences are weird Mm -hmm. so fences behave in a way the game intends and then there's a weird exploit for them yeah um you have to keep your fences repaired yeah if you don't wild dogs can come in the night and scare your livestock when you have livestock Mm -hmm. um it doesn't matter if you have unbroken fence; mm-hmm. they just come based on if there's any unbroken fence anywhere. <laughs> right. Like if you put a single square of fence in the middle of your field and it breaks, that can attract wild dogs. <laughs> Alternative, like uh, as uh, part of that as well, fences don't do anything. Right. So unlike later games where there is a point to having a fence, here like, your best thing is just to get rid of
0: your fences. Yeah. Just throw the, throw them in the water. I think is the way you do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which I, like is a bummer because I like having fences. I like the idea that okay, over here's my turnips, over here's my potatoes. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I like using that as kind of a like a demark, you know, like a, like a demarcation. And mm-hmm. fences do serve like like a purpose. If you if you accidentally till up the wrong, you know the 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 the, the, the wrong square of grass, you can actually uh, drop the fence on top of it and it resets it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but otherwise, it's just a waste of wood.
1: Yep. Um, you get some flowers <clears throat> for free. Um, your first day, mm-hmm. but uh, you buy these from you buy these seeds from the flower store. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know what you're doing, it's very easy to waste your seeds. Yeah. Um, you throw them around yourself in a three by three square with yourself at the center. Uh, you need to have plowed the area mm-hmm. that you want the t- the seeds to take root in. Mm-hmm. So if you just go home and you just press, you know, you don't know what the buttons do, you're just experimenting and press the seed button, it's very easy for you to just throw a bunch of seeds on the ground and nothing ever comes from them. Mm-hmm. So I definitely did that. Yeah, that's, this before, so. that's
0: a real bummer. Like you're wasting a whole day's worth of fishing yes. by, by, by wasting a single bag of seed. Like those are super valuable.
1: Yeah, The economics in the beginning of this game um, are really tight in <laughs> a way that like I was just I was thinking about that. Like I was I was thinking about that today on the bus and um, how it starts off. Really, you start really hungry, and then eventually you just have more money than anyone could ever need. Mm-hmm. Is there a game that deals with economics that stays tight into the late game? Because I can't think of one. Like every <laughs> game that has has money involved, I I guess this is every video game because most video games have money. I always get to a point where money is no object.
0: It's a weird thing, right? Because the closest thing I can think of is uh, Resident Evil Four, actually. Mm. But they do such a good job of like watching what resources you're getting and what you're using, and only giving you more based on what you're using. Yeah, you know, and eventually everything becomes so expensive. Like that has a very satisfying curve where all of your resources feel equally valuable no matter what
1: yeah depending on when it is i guess like um it doesn't do it forever but darkest dungeon does it for a very long time yeah like money is tight for like 75 percent of the game instead of 25 percent of the game mm-hmm.
0: yeah which i mean those first couple hours are, are interesting but like when it becomes a power fantasy where you have all the money you would ever want that kind of seems to be against the against the character of the game
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: yeah and, unless the character of the game is well all of a sudden you don't have to worry anymore yeah, which is
1: which is eventually something that this game is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they want you to get to that point.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, after you plant them, after you till up the ground and throw the seeds out, it's just a matter of making sure that they're wa- that they're watered, and there are different formations you can use to make sure that uh, that watering is is easy. But it's something you have to do every single day, um, except for the days when it rains.
1: Yes, and that's the the big weather thing during this season. At least um, there's other weather events later, but mm-hmm. here it's just like you know, a day of rain means it's going to save you a little bit of time. And save you some chore time, which loses a little meaning when you can do the hot spring exploit mm-hmm. and just do all your chores at night. Yeah. But if you're playing, you know, if, if the way it was intended, I think it's just supposed to be a, a brief like, oh, it's raining. I don't feel like being outside doing work anyway. Mm-hmm. It's going to save me some work. Let's go to town and hang out at the bar. Yeah. You know, take a day off. Um, the, so you want to do these these different formations of your your thing. Um, doing a uh, a kind of C-shaped With a line, so eight squares with one of the sides, the middle of one of the sides missing Mm -hmm. is the most efficient way to do it because you're getting eight plants for every bag of seed.
0: Right. And you're not losing that one in the middle, like if you did a full nine.
1: Yep. And then if you lose that one in the middle, um, it just becomes, you know, like useless for the next batch Mm -hmm. of things. So um, you're going to want to plant next to your selling box Mm -hmm. this first year. That's really critical because until you can uh, you get kind of a really cool workaround. This uh, you're going to be spending most of your time just kind of running back and forth. You can only carry one turnip at a time because they're huge. <laughs> they're like they're 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 you know turnips the size of babies. Yeah, they're full dokey dokey. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. dokey dokey turnips. <laughs> and uh, so you're going to want to have a, have your your initial field really close.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's not until you get that little exploit, which is a horse, right? Like in year two, it's kind of livestock, but it's more of just an aspect of the ranch. You know, eventually that follows you around that it makes harvesting much more uh, palatable. Yeah, significantly so.
1: And mm-hmm. you get to name it and stuff, which allows you to have some kind of attachment to it, even though you can't <laughs> do anything else with it at this point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We yeah. talked about the 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 tools for the most part. Yeah, we did. Um, and they the just accomplish different things. Yeah. The sickle, we didn't really talk about, but that cuts down grass.
0: Yeah. Um, And weeds. Which, yeah, if you're, you know, it's weird because the livestock game doesn't really happen until summer. Like mm-hmm. late spring, you can probably afford some chickens and you have to use feed for that. Like planting grass is the cheapest way to keep those fed. Um and producing whatever it is that makes them uh, makes them money, right? but uh, but the sickle is one of many tools that can be upgraded by making it a gold version by yes. either doing some kind of quest or eventually uh, you get the uh, the gnome who will turn your uh, turn your tools gold. Um, and then it turns into like super Saiyan versions of those clearing out multiple uh, so you know the the gnome doesn't squares.
1: turn uh, all your tools gold.
0: the nope. gnome just turns your sickle gold. okay.
1: um each tool has its own event. okay. so the the gnome is the first one you run into because a, a bolt of lightning, Mm-hmm. strikes your tree trunk that you have uh, or your well that you have in the uh,
0: yeah, in the bottom right
1: yeah in the bottom right and you can crawl down there and there's a gnome mm-hmm. who asks like hey do you like sickles and you're like yeah and, and he's <laughs> like i heard you like sickles dog here's a golden sickle <laughs> um and gives you one but the other ones are different events like i know um i think it's uh fall or spring of the first year it's not fall spring of the the, the second spring like there's a a guy who washes up on your your you know, shows up at your front door and asks to borrow a hammer. Mm-hmm. And if you keep lending him your hammer, like, you lose use of it, but eventually he returns it as a golden hammer. Yeah. And then there's a Link to the Past homage where um, I think it's how you get the golden uh, da, 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 axe is mm-hmm. uh, from the spring. And, like, a fairy comes out and says, hey, did you lose your golden – or is this your golden axe? And you say, no, yeah. um, I'm more of an altered beast man. Yeah, damn it. And then
0: <laughs> – I was waiting for an opening, but you wouldn't fill it yourself. <laughs> um
1: but then you know if you tell the truth, you get the axe, right, yeah, and the super watering can you actually get from the the flyest honey in town, so
0: yeah, yeah, you have to you have to buy it because she's been yep. like developing it, which yep. uh man that that's an amazing tool that's like the the contrabulous fab traption.
1: yeah it, it, is, it is very useful, yep.
0: Yeah, so. Um. you know, and, and all of those tools just kind of make it easier, make it like a little bit less tedious to get more yield out of your crops. It's also worth mentioning that, like, if you miss those events, like it sounds like a lot
1: of pressure, but if you miss them, then they're for sale in the yeah the uh, the tool
0: shop. So you never lock
1: yourself out of something.
0: <laughs> Somebody else finds them and turns it into a sweet profit opportunity. <laughs> yeah. They got their series A, their series B. They're good to yeah. go.
1: I, I don't run the farm. It's just the one. <laughs> like, I'll sell this golden sickle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this weird gnome. Yeah, what were Ask you doing me. on my property, motherfucker? <laughs> I should have built more fences. <laughs> yeah. um, so what's funny in a game about farming? Um, only half of it is, is actually dedicated to growing, right? You know, spring and summer have different crops, and then in fall and winter you can't actually grow anything.
1: Yes, yeah. So the uh, so spring where you start off, your crops are potatoes and turnips, and these are single. Uh, you know, single-use things—you mm-hmm. just grow a single turnip and then sell it. Um, and their cost and uh, yield versus time is what you're kind of fucking around with here. So, like, yeah. turnips are cheaper seeds and they turn around quicker, but they don't sell for as much. Right. And potatoes take a little bit longer. Or no, they're both the same price of seeds. I'm sorry. Uh, turnips sprout quicker and sell for less. Right. Potatoes take longer and sell for more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's up to you to decide what's uh, what it's worth there. For me, like mine is just always go potato because mm-hmm. like you know after spring and into summer stuff will still continue growing so there's not really that much of a time limit
1: yeah potato i think is the right answer if you're just fucking around just do whatever feels good
0: yeah do a mix man who likes um, turnips over tomato or, or over up uh, potatoes i i can eat turnips i can't really eat potatoes I suppose. Okay. So me i would eat I can uh, see that they're the most similar root kind of things yeah yeah um, um summer's yeah. pretty cool because uh, t- tomatoes and corn you know they take a really long time to grow like you get a stock up, um, but after you harvest it, they actually bring in um, harvestables uh, every couple of days after that.
1: Yes, yeah so these are these are renewable um, and what you want to do is come up with an economic plan and make it feasible that you are harvesting something every day. Mm-hmm. Like you should be planting and harvesting every day during these <clears throat> these first two seasons and you'll be kind of good to go. Um, And that's going to give you enough, you know, money and feed, and set you up with, with you know, through fall and winter, through the hard seasons, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Like, yeah. I, I kind of wish that there was a little bit more desperation to that choice, yeah. which I think there would be if there wasn't the kind of exploits. Because that idea of like I need to do really well now because I have to plan for the future is not something that you do in video games very often. Yeah. You know, like it, you, you, yes, you can save all your mega elixirs, but that's not quite the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's not your performance. You know, for later.
0: Yeah. And so that that idea of trying to stave off future privation um is yeah. is really potent. And you're 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 right. Like I mean, outside of something like sim city you really don't see that. Yeah. Because there's always gonna okay. be some other new some other new means of income. Uh and, whereas here this turns it off, like the spigot's gone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for, for a lot of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um let's talk about grass. Yeah, grass. Um. So you you need this. You need a certain number of active grass squares on your on your property before you uh, can actually get any kind of livestock in and that's the primary use like uh, this takes a while to mature it's pretty expensive to plant a you know a three by three grid of this kind of stuff Um, and uh, you have to harvest it after it matures and otherwise it'll grow back like it's not one time use; it's renewable Um, Mm -hmm. but you have to harvest this and put it in your silo uh, so that you can keep your um, livestock alive and that is a way that you can make money through the winter as long as you are you know well enough prepared
1: yeah, and and grass does not need to be watered because mm-hmm. that would be a real nightmare. Um, and it's also you just need a lot of it. Yeah. Like they, they won't actually even sell you livestock until you have enough grass to support. You know thing. And I think to support a chicken, I think you need sixteen squares.
0: It's something crazy.
1: Um, yeah, which is pretty significant to get your first um, chicken, and
0: and like and then yeah. after that they grow um, on yeah, their
1: own. It, yeah. yeah, and when it's sixteen squares per chicken because that's how much a chicken eats. Mm-hmm. You know, you need like, that's what it's going to take. So um, you want to start growing grass pretty quick. And uh, one other thing about grass is once it's planted, it can never leave. <laughs> like you can, you'll never get rid of grass. So like you have to be very careful where you put your grass fields. Mm-hmm. Um It's good to put it. You don't want to put this right next to your, you want to put it close to your silo. You don't want to put it close to your, your shipping bin. Yeah. Um, and then summer where the weather gets frightening
0: yeah yeah so these disasters are kind of crazy like i was really uh kind of put off by what the hurricane did to my grid because i had already put down a bunch of corn right mm-hmm. um yeah. you know when a hurricane comes and you know you, you try and leave the door uh and you hear like okay well it's all boarded up all that you can really do is go back to bed and when you leave um you see the havoc that it's wreaked on your ranch
1: yeah it, I mean, it does a good job of like tying in this you know mechanical thing to the emotion you're supposed to be feeling like mm-hmm. Hurricane comes, fucks up your field. Like, that's a lot of work. You're very tied to your work, mm-hmm. you know, and this that's the thing that can really happen, you know. So, it, like, I think I like the hurricane mechanic because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is, I guess it just, it, it had a negative effect on me just because it, that was the intent. Yeah. Like, I felt really angry and shitty after yeah, me hurricane Yeah. I, I don't
0: think it's a bad, I don't think it's a bad mechanic. I think that it did, did what it meant to. Yeah.
1: And they're, they're, it's semi-random how many you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a hard limit. I think you can only get 10. In a summer, max, but you're you're likely to get, like, three or four, and they're just always a big deal. Um, you know, we didn't talk about it, but we, before you go to sleep, you can check the weather so you know what the weather's like the next day. Mm-hmm. And this is useful to see if it's going to rain, to so see you can kind of plan your day. But if you find out a hurricane's coming, like, it's like, well, harvest everything I can, you know. I can't really do damage control. Just kind of say goodbye to a good
0: portion of this. Yeah. Maybe go fishing all day so you have enough money to rebuild. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and this breaks your uh, this this busts up your fences as well, or gets rid of them entirely. Regular rain will do that too. Um, yeah, they're also and snow. like yeah, and snow. There are also earthquakes uh, that'll that'll hit you, um, and also those lightning strikes.
1: Yeah, and those those are planned events. Yes, like those don't actually hurt you; those just reveal cool secrets, hmm. either be it power berries or golden tools. Hmm. Um, let's talk critters. Yeah, critters.
0: Um, I like this. Okay, so let's talk about how it works before I put in any judgments. Um, so yeah, uh, after you have enough kind of like money and uh, resources, either grass or what have you, you can go to the livestock dealer and uh, talk to him and he will determine whether or not you're worthy to have, uh, to have animals, which I like. <laughs> well, you can... He's like, I'm not going to sell this into to you if you're going to starve it. He's an adoption counselor mm-hmm.
1: for, for this egg you're going to buy. Yeah. Um, and, and there's kind of two, two different kinds of livestock you're really, working with here um chickens are cheaper you're going to probably start out with a chicken mm-hmm. and they are like low risk low reward mm-hmm. like you get a steady base of income for feeding a chicken um you can make as many as you want like you get one chicken and you can put the, the egg in the incubator instead of selling it yeah so only buy one chicken and you'll get all that you can feed a, or fill a whole chicken coop
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the chickens a lot just because it's really dependable. Like, a, you know, it, it mm-hmm. is a nice little, nice little piece of you know chunk out of your day to go in there and uh, lay that stuff out. Uh, cows are a little bit more high maintenance, um, and yes. I didn't get into them as much.
1: They are they're interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the highest money maker in the game. Yeah, um, or they can be. Um, so the way cows work is when you buy them, you get a calf, and uh, they have a happiness score that is an invisible stat. Um, And the way you increase it is by brushing them and talking to them and feeding them. Mm -hmm. Feed them every day. You talk to them every day. You brush them every day. How happy they are determines what size milk they give. Mm -hmm. And kind of gross. (laughs) Um, And then then they're also really temperamental. So, like, if you take them outside, yes, you don't have to feed them. But if you forget or something, then they get
0: sick. Yeah, and they stop Um, giving you any milk for, like, days.
1: Yes, until you give them medicine. And if you have them outside and like you pull up a mole or something, it mm-hmm. cranks them out. Yeah. Or and I love this part in the guide because I would never do this, but it's like if you hit a cow with one of your tools, it gets cranky. <laughs> the game keeps a counter of how many times you've hit any cows, and once you've hit any cows up to ten, a that's whole when bunch cows of them come writing. off
0: screen. Yeah. And, <laughs> and start so attacking like you.
1: Swarming you. No, save what cows. you're actually gonna say. I'm sorry. You know, the uh, But that's when they start getting cranky. Hmm. Is after I use the sickle <laughs> 10 times on my cow. It's like, well, maybe I'm not going to make milk, Mr. Sickle. Mr. <laughs> Slice, I don't. Uh, cut man, I don't need this shit. Hey, it's blood um, or
0: milk. Can't be both.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Despite what the urban legends say um, about chocolate milk. What? The, uh, the urban legend that uh, that's when chocolate milk is used to hide milk that has blood in it.
0: Oh. Yeah, I've never heard that, but I'm happy I've I haven't drank chocolate milk in 20 years. So well, it, it's also not true. Okay, so cool. <laughs> you know it's it's an urban legend. It's not actually. No, but the idea is in my head uh, now. It doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> the it is it is unfortunately gross. The um the so the cows you just sit there a long term investment. Mm-hmm. Um, they contribute to your ending. Like having 16 cows and 16 chick you know chickens is yep. really important for your ending too. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and eventually you get these guys maxed out. You'll get a lot of money. The, uh, the other weird thing about cows is that, and this is not recommended. The guide talks about this, but you can breed them. No. Um, you do this. You head on down to the livestock store and buy yourself a, like a two liter of bull semen. And then <laughs> <laughs> you just give it to your cow and your cow gets pregnant. You just put it in the same room it, with it. It knows yeah, what to it do. Just, it is a pregnancy aura <laughs> just emanates from it and just immaculately conceives hmm. the, the cow with the milk presence. The <laughs> The presents. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, do you want me to cut that out?
1: No, no. I mean, I, I feel like it's abstract enough. that's okay. not actually what happens. Yeah. But the, um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but you could do that. It's. Uh, it, but that puts them out of commission, right? Yeah. For, yeah. They, for get, they get pregnant. Him. Yeah. It's one of the states of
1: cows. Mm-hmm. Um, cows don't have to be fed when they're when they're pregnant or a pet or anything like that. You can just leave them outside. They can't get sick. <laughs> um, that's a mercenary way to make room in your. Your, yeah. uh, your shed but uh, eventually they have a baby cow which is really cute but it just mm-hmm. takes a long time for that baby cow to get to, yeah. to milking age
0: so it's better for you to keep the to keep the factory floor rolling
1: exactly yeah. um one of the other weird little quirks and this is a glitch in the game is that if you give a cow medicine it will instantly go from it'll it'll eliminate all gestation period <laughs> it goes from pregnant they're ready to give birth the next day um so
0: <laughs> well in that. western society we do treat pregnancy as an illness exactly exactly yeah. so you just give her some some t- penny royalty and <laughs> some commentary does, does the does the business yeah um <laughs> so having a full-grown chicken or cow um you know selling them isn't really advised because they're worth more to you over the long time but if you are trying to turn a quick profit you can actually sell um one or two of them for a short-term yep. gain yeah
1: yeah and you should always buy cows you don't want to breed them right as we mentioned
0: yeah
1: Um, let's talk about like the dating sim portion of this game.
0: Man, oh man, I couldn't be any less interested.
1: <laughs> it's, it's so for a dating sim to work, and this is not my genre. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't care for these things. But what the times I have like games that involve dating where I've been into it, like your yeah. Dragon Ages or something, where I'll, I'll do it. The characters just have to be good, mm-hmm. you know. For it to you, like, I have to care what they have to say and everything. Here, it's like the only reason why I would do it is to get that happiness score up. Yeah. Um, because like, it's just not very interesting to talk to the people. Mm -hmm. Like they're not, they're not interesting, uh, social relationships at all.
0: Right. And Um, they really don't give you that much to like go on or differentiate themselves from each other aside from like, you know, what, what, what you imagine would be on their baseball card.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. They're one dimensional
0: characters. They have one thing that they Mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Um, let's go down the ladies. (laughs) Who we got. want me to put on some like sexy playboy music here (laughs) like (laughs) like showtime after dark or whatever
1: that's 60 seconds on the clock i'm gonna give you a patented watch out for fireballs lady rundown
0: (laughs) (laughs) you you got in she is a mechanic at the tool shop and a lady in the dude shop in the bedroom (laughs) In in the tool
1: shop yep um ellen she loves animals in the streets and loves
0: animals in the sheets <laughs> Freaky. we got <laughs> eve she works at a bar you know what she can do for you get you half priced drinks on your bar. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah <laughs> you got maria the nun and then you got <laughs> nina
0: she loves flowers you're gonna love her flower G- georgia o'keefe <laughs> Give, yep. Kill one of your cows. Give her the skull. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, you're gonna take many a flower
0: from Nina. Ugh. So, um, so here's here's also what I don't like. Um, it's kind of implied <laughs> that all. Here's here's another thing that bothers me. Um, they're also kind of implied to be really young
1: yeah yeah they're they're young girls and and to be fair like i don't know how old anyone is in this game other than like the mayor and the weird grinning harlequin like oh the the smile face creature thing yep yeah other than her like Clayface three um i don't know how old anyone is supposed to be but they are very girlish Mm -hmm. they all like live with their parents except for the bartender lady um yes so they're, yeah. they're supposed to be very young but you know people get mad when we <laughs> to say things are kind of gross
0: <laughs> yeah people get uh, mad when we say a game treats women like chattel
1: yeah no it actually rules <laughs> like it, it's awesome <laughs> that you're preying on these young girls
0: um <laughs> <laughs> handing them baubles to increase a numerical score because that is that yeah. is all that life is
1: fi, hatred <laughs>
0: um is that a thing anyway. really is that a thing people say no, Semperfied? I just said simplify, and then also oh. hatred. Oh, like the game? Yeah, the game oh, okay, about cool. being mature.
1: Right. Cool. So being a mature and, and
0: be, bald, being an adult adults, young man. Being only an adult. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, exactly. So really, you're giving them baubles. They all like certain things, mm-hmm. um, and they're increasing that numerical score, which you can find out by peeking in their diary. <laughs> um, which interestingly makes you less happy every time you
0: do it. Oh, cool. Like you have negative <laughs> one, negative one happiness. I'm really happy. There's a trade off so. for that yeah because you because you're less like less able to live with yourself for doing that okay cool
1: and and you have like i assume that he you don't know how to read and you just uh that's why all the the english is all broken in the manual Mm -hmm. when you read it and you just kind of take the all the her scribblings and just break it down to a number of hearts (laughs) that she has for you
0: yeah so yeah Mm. well it's the number of times she's dotted an i with a heart it indicates exactly
1: yeah and how many, yeah, how many <laughs> times she wrote like Mrs. Farm Person?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mrs. Farm Person. Um, yeah. And uh, the end of this tech tree um, is that uh, eventually they will she she will bear you two children. Yeah, if you if you
1: get to work quick. Yeah. Like uh, you you know you gotta you gotta move really pretty fast to get two yeah. children.
0: Which again, yeah, this is like this is a viable way to go about the game, right? Yeah. Like this the, this kind of socializing uh, kind of, you know, kind of side of it because it increases your happiness as opposed to your ranch master score.
1: Exactly, like it, it's not going to make you money. Um, it's not practically good, but yeah. you can do it as kind of the sim, and then it's also enjoy not going to
0: cost you money. Like you, like it really doesn't take anything away from you. Like this, it kind of does an end run around the uh, around the staying out all night thing. Yeah, a little well, bit it
1: like, kind of does, but you can get around it. Yeah. Um. So when once you have a wife. If you come out, come home after she's asleep, it subtracts her happiness because women, right? But the uh, you can counteract that by giving them an egg. Mm-hmm. So if you give them a raw egg for them to chug every morning, it will more than counteract the fact that you stick out <laughs> the a.m. Because she's training for a big fight with Apollo Creed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My girl Anne is. I, uh, yeah. I'll tell you that. Um, okay, I just want to make sure. The um, I I would say like. And what's kind of interesting is, like, most of the the characters are not very interesting, most of the ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some weird little wrinkles. Yeah. Like, Anne, who was the one I chose because she was the mechanic, like, Donatello of the group. <laughs> um, she's, like, she is non-religious but still goes to church. Mm-hmm. And if you go talk to her in church, she's like, this is boring and stupid, right? And you're like, yep. <laughs> and then she likes you more because yeah. you guys are like, you know. And then uh, the bartender lady, um, Eve, is really interesting because she... Uh, one she you know, nobody knows about her parents. Her father is a hunter who lives out in the mountain hmm. and she's really worried about him, but never talks about him. And then her uh if you come home and go to sleep with her, her happiness goes down. Oh so, like, wow, it's, it's like weird. Jack. Like she Yeah, like she wants exactly. She wants you to stay, keep your distance. Hmm. And stuff. So that's like pretty interesting. It's just, it's so obscured by bad translation
0: behind that. Like, so when I say like, oh, I couldn't have any more, you know, I couldn't have any less interest in this. Like, it's just like, it's the execution. Like, I don't mind the idea of a social component in a game, right? Like Mm -hmm. the persona games I play, that's, that's interesting to me. Like Danganronpa, that's a series that I'm playing through right now. And like, that is a way to get interesting stories out of these people who let's face it, aren't going to be around for very long given the way those games work. Right. Like that, like that's pretty cool. And I'm not opposed to this kind of mechanic, even though a lot of that is just, you know, get these numbers up like here. It's just, it's, it's so tertiary to the experience or, you know, what I'm interested in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. -hmm. And that's, that's pretty much ladies like in this game, like Mm -hmm. you, you get the happiness of enough. You marry them by handing them a feather. (laughs) Um, the marriage, You know, ceremony is really, really quick. And then they live in your house and tell you to do things that you don't have to do. Like, just like make sure you bring the dog in. Um, You know, make sure uh, we do this. The only thing you have to do is remember your anniversary. Right. um, And give them things. And then when there are festivals and the like, um, you need to make sure that, like, you choose them and dance with them. Even though you can dance with other people. Yeah. Like, you can get all five girls up to maximum romance. And that's Mm -hmm. how you get the maximum score in the game yeah is by choosing to marry one girl but you could have had any of them <laughs>
0: so. yeah the, the the biggest single relationship dip i saw was going to the going to the star festival like the christmas yes pageant with yeah. somebody who is not your wife like that's the that's the biggest hit that i've seen
1: yeah and interestingly enough um your wife can leave you mm-hmm. if you don't keep her happy enough um and all you do is just go talk to them and then they like you again yeah but and it's, it, the, and it's, it's a... the
0: biggest happiness boost in the game when they come back
1: yeah. yeah. Which again is like kind of sweet, but just mm-hmm. like botched and oversimplified to the, the point of meaninglessness yeah. mm-hmm.
0: in a way. I know. Like it, it's it's the kind of thing that could have been really kind of uh, papered over, I guess, with some better text mm-hmm. to, yeah. to my mind, right? Like, I mean, the mechanics are always going to be simple, but um, if it was made more engaging and more scrutable, then, you know. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. I would, I would, I would think so, and that—that's pretty much them. And then eventually, you know, you just have a kid because the happiness is high enough. Mm-hmm. Like the kids just happen, um, and you don't have to do anything with a kid; you just have it. Yeah. And then you have a cho- you have a, cho- a choice to be there at the birth. But if you do, it happens in the morning. If you do, you have to eschew all your or shew all your chores.
0: Oh man! So the
1: guide, the really mercenary guide, says, "Don't go, don't go to the <laughs> birth. just give her enough eggs to make up
0: for it." And I love this give guy. back to farming. <laughs> I love, the, I love the guide too. The guide also says, "Like you never have to talk to your kid. You never have to pick him up. You never have to." It yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so that's is, is that Harvest Moon. Um, a little bit. Let's talk about the festivals. Yeah, let's do
1: a little bit, and then and then we'll do that. And those are pretty quick, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, these holidays, just because they are semi important, and the game like eventually would do better at this, but they want you to have this connection with this town. And part mm-hmm. of the reason is they do uh, they have these holidays, mm-hmm.
0: and uh, someone will tell you that the next day is a holiday, or it'll end up on your calendar, and you can go participate in these. Yeah. So in spring, you have a New Year's festival, although you don't get that in your first go like that's mm-hmm. only in year 2. Uh there and that's there's really not much that happens there at least in my experience. Like it's pretty solemn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the flower festival, um this is like a big dance um and kind of the biggest thing here. This is where you get a good sense of who all the ladies are. Yes. Um and you're given an opportunity to waste a lot of money on perfume.
1: Yeah, it, it's a it's a low impact gift in a way that like again that game maker feeling like it made me feel like someone just didn't carry a, a one somewhere <laughs> and it was supposed to have a way bigger impact. Yeah based on the economic cost of buying perfume
0: but i like the idea of the festival introducing the, the you know the romance kind of option right like you see these people all over town and you can you know talk to them and get a sense for who they are but here's where it's really like this is the opportunity because you can pick who you want to dance with at the end too yeah and even though
1: like it is kind of you know there's no all the girls will be into you if you just talk to them like that's mm-hmm. you know it's 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 a buyer's market um so it is very simplified but it, it, it does kind of kind of work with that. Uh, summer has no no holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, fall, um, you have the Harvest Festival, yep. which is interesting because it is the big eating festival. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, it's Thanksgiving, even though it's confusing because there's a Thanksgiving later, which is not Thanksgiving. <laughs> yep. Um, Harvest Festival, and the coolest part about this is you are expected to bring food mm-hmm. for them to put in a big pot. Um, you want to bring, I want to say it's like a, a flower or like a high value berry thing or something and it will give you a power berry but you can dig up a mole from your yard and bring (laughs) it and then the guy the you know the guy in town who makes the food just puts it into a stew and then eats it (laughs) so you just throw him live mole in there and it's like i did my part
0: that's my (laughs) choice just walk away are you happy are you happy yeah savages (laughs) savages <laughs> um and then there's the uh okay can anything significant happen like relationship wise happen there i was not paying attention to it honestly um,
1: it, it might end with a dance okay like a lot of them just end with a dance yeah
0: um and then the egg festival which oddly enough is easter
1: yes and that one actually there's a little game to it It's an yeah. easter egg hunt yeah you're you're They're hunting
0: humans. around for colored eggs yep
1: yeah. and uh and you want to win this if you want to max out your happiness score mm mm-hmm. Um, Thanksgiving in this game, which happens in winter, is closer to like a Valentine's Day.
0: Yeah, and this is this is the one that all the ladies are really uh, paying attention to, because yeah, of course, because of
1: course they are. And this is you know this is a big happiness boost for for your lady mm-hmm. that you're going for. Yeah,
0: and then there's Star Night Festival, which is uh, kind of closer to a religious kind of uh, kind of sense. I got mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, this is the one where uh, your relationship really swings on it.
1: Yeah, because uh, different people go to different areas to kind of contemplate their past and hope for mm-hmm. a better, you know, hope for for a year and reflect. And you want to be in the same place as your your lady love.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you do this for about two and a half years and then you get scored on it. Yep. So depending, depending on how well you did all that, that's, that's Harvest Moon. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so I had a good experience with this, right? Like I really got into it and it's only by virtue of the fact that it's kind of weird for you know to do for the show that I don't have an awful lot more like notes on the actual experience of getting in there and getting into the routine. Yeah,
1: it is it is comforting in the way those games are. Mm-hmm. You know, like it it scratches that itch of like, oh, I'm just going to do this thing perfectly, you know, and and enjoy it and just like not have any pressure like I can't over-sell how cool of an idea it was to me when i was young like there was a mm-hmm. game where it, that was just growing things and mm-hmm. making you know rather than destroying things yeah like i'm just making happiness rather than destroying it and growing things rather than destroying them
0: it's kind of funny because you were you were talking about you know, wanting this game for christmas and talking to your mom about about uh, kind of wanting this kind of non-standard game like oh what do you do in this well you go <laughs> you you set mm-hmm. up a farm and you plant turnips okay, cool. I'm sorry, what? The closest experience that I have to that is Parappa the Rapper, actually.
2: Mm.
0: (laughs) Like, going to my dad, you know, who wanted a list of games that I wanted uh, for Christmas and, you know, putting Parappa the Rapper and not being able to describe, you know, (laughs) and get this game, which would have have been far more age-appropriate for me at that time than what I ultimately got that Christmas, which was Resident Evil, Director's Cut. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Which, 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 Paved the way, <laughs> changed your life. Well, it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, uh, it could have been, could have been way works. Mm-hmm. Could have been one of those Parappa boys. Um, <laughs> the, um... and Parappa's great. Mm-hmm. The, um, the, uh... yeah. So like, it is, it is a non-standard game, and it's worth appreciating just because of that. Mm-hmm. Even though since then, this kind of like slow life, you know, which is the retronaut term. I'm not, uh, not. I haven't coined it. Life genre has taken off like there there were you know obviously there were things that kind of did this beforehand but like at the time in my context this was really important yeah um and i kind of followed the series a little bit Mm -hmm. um not entirely uh because it's like people were playing this as an annual release like god help you because it it doesn't (laughs) change enough for my taste and a lot of the changes are bad but some of them are good um do you talk, talk a, a little bit about that
0: yeah do you have a sense for kind of where it hit the where it hit its zenith at least in terms of like ironing out all the stuff but not adding all of the problems but not adding too much extraneous you know the, uh, kind of bullshit
1: so the the popular conception of this um i think is friends of mineral town
0: okay that's um, it's a playstation one right
1: um Maybe it's not. I thought it was a GBA one, Hmm. Um, Return to Mineral Town or something like that. It's it's one of them uh, that is has involved with mineral is involved with Mineral Town. That's the consensus. The one that was the the best one for me was I think the third Game Boy one. Mm-hmm. was the the latest one I played that I really liked because we we didn't talk about this and people some people were probably screaming at their headphones so we should have brought this up um the tool switching interface is
0: a huge pain in the dick yeah um you have yeah. to go back to the shed and get it every single time <laughs> it's like halo is really like you can only hold two items at a time
1: and they immediately do away with that and nice. come up with better ways to do it so like it's they and some of those are better than others. Mm-hmm. Like uh Harvest Moon 64, which is only the five richest kings of Europe can own, um, <laughs> is really well thought of, but you still have to go into a menu. You just have a big RPG style menu. Yeah. Um, eventually it just becomes a thing where you can just cycle through all your tools because they know that you're gonna want all your tools at any given time.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and that one that's really that's really good. Mm-hmm. And that's how it works with the later Game Boy ones. Mm-hmm. So you can get uh, Harvest Moon three for Game Boy um on the virtual console right now. And like that's I think that's a low cost way to check out the series. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, play it on the go. And, and the game works really well on the go. Yeah. Like, or before bed. Like, I'm going to do a couple of days of Harvest Moon before bed. Mm-hmm. You know, it
0: feels really good. Yeah. And it's weird. Like, you know, as they iron those kind of usability problems out and figure out, you know, how, how streamlined should we make this? It's like they're deciding what do we want this game and the series to be about. Right, yeah. like, is this about kind of the, the 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 management and the technical side and the small logistical problems we're going to you know put in front of you? Like, which tools do you take out for today? Because every you know every moment you spend outside is ticking the clock forward, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, or is it about you know this relationship kind of thing, which I understand they played up really really strongly in the later part of the series, right? The the, the thing like the
1: dating sim aspects are really put to the fore, and this whole like forest spirits mm-hmm. thing like one of them I, I think it's harvest moon ds i tried to play and it spends so long before it actually gives you control where you're introduced to these three bumbling annoying forest spirits oh, Jesus! Forest sprites i'm just like uh like please just let me do this like if you're gonna make a game where it like comes out every year like that mm-hmm. you can really chill out a little bit on the tutorializing i think <laughs> you know you can assume that some people are a little bit familiar but like those are the two things they really opened up and they've done some interesting things. There's like one on a tropical Island where you deal with different animals. Um, there's like one where you raise like a wide variety of animals. Like it's almost like, I think you do like a petting zoo
2: mm-hmm.
1: in it. Um, there's one where there's two different towns and they all have different, they both have different kind of philosophies and is born as some schism between these two mayors that grew to hate each other. And eventually throughout the game, like yeah. you, you reunite them like when Harry or not, a uh, uh, sleep was in Seattle style.
0: Yeah. You know, well, one like, of them wanted to be able to marry, marry your cousins.
1: Yeah, exactly. Very attractive cousins. Uh, You know, you just put a bunch of eggs on top of the, you know, the space needle and both (laughs) mayors show up and visit. And then also we should talk just a a tiny second about Rune Factory.
0: Yeah. Which I've never played. I'm intrigued Um, by that, actually. Like, that's always sounded like a good idea to me.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a weird mashup. I know that one of them uh, Bob really likes. I keep name-checking mm-hmm. Retronauts and Bob, but that's because um, Bob loves his so games. Recent, yeah. And, yeah, it's so recent, and Bob also loves these games, and mm-hmm. they did a really good episode on the whole series, if you want to check that out. Yep. Um But, yeah, the Rune Factory games are, like, actual RPG, like, action mm-hmm. RPG elements on top of Harvest Moon. So you still do your do your stuff, but then you also go into, like, a dungeon and, and
0: kill stuff. hmm So, yeah. And I don't want to crib too much of like that episode that you did on Soul Life Games with, you know, with the Retronauts guys, but like, that's a little bit of where this kind of thing went, right? The Harvest Moon side of it, like it became a little bit like roguelike, came a little bit like RPG elements, like this a little bit bleeds into other games. Yes. And, you know, Rune Factory is, is an example of other games bleeding into this. Yeah.
1: Um, so it it is a cool series and I'm glad we we did this. I am I'm in favor of Harvest Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we didn't do like the best version of it. You know, it, right. it's it's worth like doing the first one mm-hmm. of a series to see where something started. Yeah. Um even if it's not the best experience. The ideas are here.
0: They're just yeah, not the, I, done totally. in the best possible way.
1: And it's definitely the one I have the most history with, even mm-hmm. if it's not the one that like I played the most.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of curious because, like, this series has been in a little bit of hell, right? Like, it's passed off between publishers and uh, developers. Like, Natsume holds the name, but the actual developers have gone on to make, like, Story of Seasons, which I guess, like, came out but have not heard a single thing about.
1: Me either. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, Natsume are doing—so, uh, Natsume are still making Harvest Moon games. It's like they're both making Harvest Moon games. Mm-hmm. It's like a Night of the Living Dead and, and Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, they're doing an iOS version in winter, oh shit Um, which i think this game would work really well with ios yeah Well, like
0: i mean if it (laughs) so i hate the idea of this becoming farmville or whatever but like the idea of like i'm just gonna let this set and let me know when i when i need to harvest
1: yeah exactly that would be really cool yeah um let's talk oh and uh the music in this game is pretty singularly bad
0: yeah, oh god this is so, so most of the music from this uh, i'm from... not uh, yeah <laughs> thanks for sticking me with this one yeah no
1: no no i'm well luckily like you can just do all sim city music <laughs> like do the intro harvest moon music and then from then on just use the really good sim city music
0: i dropped music cues as we changed topics so we're gonna have to oh. put it in
1: it's like weirdly out of tune right it is out of tune and it doesn't start out out of tune right. like the town music like you get there and it's fine and all of a sudden it's <laughs> <rrrr. comes> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and that that may or may not be just one track but that left such a bad taste in my mouth that i just kind of universally played it with the sound off and well listened also to podcasts. because it's
1: an amazing podcast game yeah yeah, yeah. Um, speaking so, of amazing podcast games <laughs> sim city
0: sim city And for the second half of the episode, we're going to be talking about Sim City, which is a simulation game developed and published by Maxis for the PC in 1998.
1: Yes, and for the purposes of this episode, we're talking about the SNES port, um, which was developed and published by Nintendo in 1991. Uh, Part of the reason why we do this, uh, it's similar to when we did Maniac Mansion. Like, part of (laughs) this, like, I mean, we played the Maniac Mansion for PC, but like, when Nintendo gets a hold of one of these things, they add good music. <laughs> yes, they do. So, like... Yeah, they
0: they consoleize it in a really in a really awesome way, like audio and visual. Like the the, the resolution is lower, but the graphics themselves like look pretty good. Yeah, like the actual sprites and stuff, and the music carries over. Which, uh, yeah. boy, after the desert of the Harvest Moon section, uh, yeah. yeah, we're just gonna throw yeah. as much of this in here, and like we're not losing very much in the in the translation, right? No, like, the port is really faithful. Like the series generality is like. It's going to sound an awful, lot, an awful lot like we're talking about the first iteration of SimCity. And, you know, there are only a couple of mechanics that act any differently. Yes.
1: So with SimCity, if you're not familiar, <laughs> um, you play as the mayor of a city. And you plan how the city is built and manages finances while trying to keep the citizens happy. Um, and kind of balancing those two factors against each other. Right. Uh, your income versus their happiness. Mm-hmm. And uh, you do this on the macro scale, like you're not planting individual buildings, you're planting districts.
0: Right. And since this is like one of the foundational games of all time, um, <laughs> boy oh boy, Gary we wandered right into my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like SimCity too, man. I know. This is this is a wheel wheelhouse for me too. Ooh, yeah, it's a universal wheelhouse. Like, wasn't this just added to some kind of? I feel like there are more, more and more store like news stories of such and such game museum honored with hall of fame, and it's the same games over and over again. <laughs> and Sim SimCity is the one that always gets in. It, it, it probably should.
1: Oh, like it, SimCity, it definitely it, yeah, is. Yeah, It's up there with like, as far as influential big games that we've done, like this is top tier for us. Mm-hmm. Like this is up there with Mist. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, like this this is such a big deal. Yeah. Um, as I, to be. I, I'm know. more making fun of those museums and not no, no I, know.
1: I know. I know you're not saying it shouldn't be, but like yeah. just the fact that they're probably like
0: those museums. Mm-hmm.
1: It is a rare and special thing to be in that echelon. Yeah. You know, I guess is my point. Like mm-hmm. there aren't going to be a lot of games that are in that level.
0: For sure. And, you know, like most awesome things, this has a story about how it almost didn't come to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Maxis made a game called Raid on Bungling Bay, (laughs) which is a a comedy game title, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a shooting game, like, and there was a World War
0: II style thing.
1: Yeah, Yeah. like, you know, shooting planes, uh, raiding a bungling bay. (laughs) Um, And, uh, Will Wright realized that the level editor for it was more fun than actually
0: the game, right. the actual game was. So they added complications and systems to it until it actually became like a full-on city builder. Yeah. Yeah. And initially, like, this
1: is a thing now. Like, we mm-hmm. know we play games like this, but at the time, this was super new and weird. Yeah. Um, like, publishers did not want to, to publish this.
0: They wanted it to be more arcadey. Like, they wanted yes. an end state.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, but eventually, like, Maxis took a
0: you know, took a chance on it and it was, you know, huge. Yeah. Um, You know, that was a really, really good idea. Mm -hmm. And you know, anything that talks about cities and the way that people interact with each other is kind of going to be a little bit political, you know, Mm -hmm. like even Max's Max's president, uh, Jeff Braun, he came out and said, yeah, this totally reflects, will write stances on stuff like taxation public transit nuclear power like the way that it's modeled here has a little bit of a slant on it right while still being kind of accurate and giving you a little bit of an idea of how it fits together this is an educational game in a weird way and and this is not
1: an original point so i'll i'll disclaim this i, yeah. I heard this on a podcast but like one of my you know most insightful things i've ever heard um and i'm hearing it in scott Sharkey's voice so maybe that was on <laughs> a very old retronauts but um is that uh sim city is a very liberal game mm-hmm. um you know it is all about down with pollution yeah up with happiness and everything the sims is a ridiculous testament to consumption oh yeah that is like a very like kind of gross conservative game mm-hmm. money is the goal of this you know the sims even though like love can be you can't have that without money mm-hmm. in that game because the things that give you love are being able to buy a toilet that sucks the shit out of you faster so you have time <laughs> for love right um, you know so like the Sims is so such a one eighty politically mm-hmm. from Sim City. It's just like a really really interesting. Like I want to know what the story is behind that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, maybe that maybe that is just that. Those are Will Wright's politics. Is that like you mm-hmm. know on the macro level we all want this, but on the micro level we secretly want this. Mm-hmm you know which is 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 a stance
0: it's interesting
1: and complicated right
0: like you know i think that Will Wright's politics have become a little bit of like not like a joke but like people know that he is like super libertarian and contributes to conservative campaigns or whatever but like the fact that those games are articulated in such drastically different ways either says like oh there's more to be there, there there's more here or that it's changed over time
1: yep Yeah. yeah super interesting Mm-hmm. Um, so what's what's uh, what's the story of Cole and SimCity?
0: Man, oh man! Like I pretty much always remember having played this game. Like my first experiences, like even before we really had a computer that could run a game like this. Um, you know, like I've talked about Commander Keen being the you know the computer game that I had at home. But I had a buddy who you know I spent like every weekend over at his house. You know, we're like we, we were that kind of friends. We're just like oh we're like we're inseparable. And he had a computer that had SimCity on it. And it, you know, got to the point where I was like, okay, well, let's, let's make sure we have a PC in my house that can run this. But even though I could get Mm -hmm. them to, you know, make sure that we had a PC that could run it, I couldn't, I couldn't get my family to buy the game. So we would like (laughs) trade it back and forth. Mm. Um, And I'm talking like age, like mm, seven, eight, something like that and understanding like okay well actually like being motivated to look at like what's the difference between residential and commercial like oh well commercials are mall and residentials are houses and industrials uh you know factory kind of stuff and you want to keep them in balance like the stuff that this is trying to teach you how to optimize this taught me how to optimize that yeah and so it was this incredibly foundational experience for me that like carried through and i was like i was a big fan of the series up until like sim city like 3000 Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah um, I, I first played this on the SNES. I didn't have this on any of my computers growing up mm-hmm. for one reason or another. And it's it's worth noting like this was a launch title in the United States yeah. for the Super Nintendo. So I got this pretty early. It wasn't one of my first games but this might have been my third Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just played played it a lot. And for me and this is you know may make me seem like an idiot but like the things I like about SimCity as the the series got more complicated mm-hmm. I became less interested. Oh. So like for me like this is the level of abstraction I want. Right. In, in a sim city game and then like some of the complications that came with SimCity 2000 and SimCity 4 3000 i didn't really touch like you but i played four a little bit um i didn't play the the rebranded one that was supposed to be a disaster that you know nobody should play but out of those those games i always come came back to this one because it was so low pressure mm-hmm. like it is simple in a way that i really like not in like it's as this is as complicated as i can handle mm-hmm. but just you know i can handle more complication than
0: that but For the way i want to
1: feel when i play these games this is what i want
0: and and you're you're speaking specifically of stuff like water right like keeping track of that like power's enough you know if you're you're talking about what does it take to make sure that you know this particular region or this zone is viable right like adding one more thing that acts a lot like power but you know is just different enough to piss you off like that's a problem
1: it's another thing that can go wrong yeah and like the uh even down to like just visually too Mm -hmm. like the lack of visual complication that is with this version versus the kind of isometric way that you can look at things later like this just looks simpler to me in a way that like oh i'm building a perfect model Mm -hmm. it doesn't try to be a city it doesn't really look like one it's just modeling a couple aspects of it Mm -hmm. in a way that feels like a fun toy as opposed to like oh i get to like explain you know experience the grandeur of a city which like that's not really my th- i guess not really my thing anyway like some people are real into that like same way like they're weirdos who are just into trains like <laughs> some people are just like ooh, that skyline specifically like yeah i can appreciate a city skyline but it's not not my thing yeah um and i can appreciate city skylines but it's not my thing
0: yeah what's funny is like i i love the aesthetic of the isometric SimCity games like to look at like a still of that i don't know if it's the colors i don't know if it's the fact that it looks like some kind of like weird mod 70s sci-fi book cover Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know especially like the cover for you know 2000 on most of its console ports was like here's this gridded city that looks like a sonic stage that has this tripod alien you know yeah. <laughs> like looming over top of it i love how kind of like simultaneously surreal and utopian it is mm-hmm. um and the fact that it is you know that that like how forward looking it seemed to be at the time but i'm to- totally with you like the top-down grid it's just easier for me to organize information that way in my head and it i, I feel like the like the moved isomet- isometric traded usability for something that looked pretty yeah. in, in a way that wasn't very satisfying to me
1: and then also just, like, the colors just became more shaded and complicated as opposed mm-hmm. to just really popping, yeah. you know, as they do here. Like, your, your, your zones on top of a green field in, in SimCity for the SNES, like, just pops out in a way I appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of affection for the music. Oh, yeah. Which is the other, th- the other thing. And just nostalgia, which, I, mm-hmm. you know, I won't lie. Like, that's part of it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I spent a lot of time specifically with this version. This is the SimCity that I spent mm-hmm. by far the most time with, uh, yeah. you know, then and now.
0: Yeah. Whereas for me it was it was it was three thousand. Um I really didn't like four because I like that keeping track of traffic there uh just became yeah. so much of a concern for me. Like I can handle water, I can handle, you know, like oh, you like you manually have to put down schools and make sure you have coverage for that, <laughs> you know, like different mm-hmm. districts. But like the second you have to start like optimizing for traffic and things like that, it just really just kinda kinda bums me out. Um yeah. I kinda like the SimCity twenty thirteen. Um, technical mm. difficulties aside, I feel like this cranked that, that cranked some of those problems back a little bit. Like it, it, it really <laughs> backed off of some city sports complexity in a way that satisfied me and got it back to a place I was more comfortable with. But, mm. um, but I can see where people would reject it and see, you know, city skyline as the, yeah. uh, as the heir apparent.
1: And, and I never, I don't actually, SimCity 2013, I have no personal experience with, I just know it by reputation. Yeah. Um, skyline apparently has a lot of traffic stuff going yep. on. Which, for me, is just that's just not why I would play these games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are you doing in SimCity? <laughs> yeah. You have a certain amount of money to start out with, and you're looking top-down on a map. Um, first, you get to choose your map um, for the SNES version, and this is really important because you want land. Yeah. Um, so... And they take a long time to load. (laughs) Like even on an emulator, like it just takes so long to load these maps. I think it's worth like looking up a gallery online or just like typing best maps, (laughs) SimCity SNES into Google and just choosing one of those. It's
0: weird. I thought it was taking so long because it was randomized mm nope no it's just no. pulling it's just pulling up a like a like a profile view for you yeah
1: it's it's literally just pulling it up and also a weird little bit of trivia is that there are actually twice as many maps as a parent mm-hmm. there's like a trick you can do to reveal a kind of a b side map for every map in the game mm. so it looks like there are nine hundred and ninety nine maps but there are actually like you know nineteen hundred and ninety eight maps
0: mm-hmm.
1: so so many maps
0: <laughs> more
1: maps than you can know what to do with yeah, yeah you'll never use all these maps but what no. i always i think it's 61 or 60 61 is the
0: canonical one yeah with that the... everybody says about like ratio of water to uh water to land
1: and i just like it because it has a diagonal river so i can have like a special area in the lower right mm-hmm. like i can build a little starter city down there and have that be old town mm-hmm. and then move everything you know across the river or, yeah. or what have you
0: i like that because i can put uh, a bunch of industrial over there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Keep the, p- the pollution away. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's uh. Um, that, that's what it does. And as you know, we we kind of drop this in the in the generalities up there, but uh, you're really like limited in what you can influence, right? Like you're you're talking about zoning and you're talking about infrastructure.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um. You know, you can't when you put down a thing, you can't say like, I want this to be this type of commercial zone, or I even that I want it to develop in a certain way. Mm-hmm. It will develop on its own. Mm-hmm. You're just controlling these kind of macro things. Um really what you're trying to go for is this balance between residential, commercial, and industrial. And the golden rule is a two, one, one mm-hmm. ratio, like two residential for every one commercial for every one industrial. Right. Um. You want. Mm-hmm. So, and that is going to probably do your, you know, make your best thing, but you, you have to lay these out with, with mindfulness because industrial zones increase pollution mm-hmm. to an insane degree. Like pollution is such a problem in this game. Yeah. <laughs> and even like, I do my best to try to, fix it and it's still very difficult um and then uh commercial zones uh change property values right and then also cause uh, and attract
0: crime right. as well yeah so you have to manage kind of the proximity between all of them mm-hmm. yeah as, in addition, uh, just your ratio yeah as they go along so like everything is a compromise it's a push and pull because if you don't you know like oh i don't want pollution in here so let's you know ratchet back on industrial well then all of a sudden most of your sims are unemployed yeah
1: Exactly. Like you need, you need that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing you're going to build is a power plant
0: mm-hmm.
1: in any of the, the games um, never do coal power. It's slightly cheaper, but uh <laughs> nuclear power is more expensive and produces more power and is less likely to melt down. That said, if it melts down, it's a bigger deal. Well, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, when you say meltdown, like the, the, the coal factory can just explode, <laughs> yes. right? But the, uh, but the, when the nuclear uh, <laughs> power plant explodes, it renders the surrounding countryside uninhabitable.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, for quite a while actually. So, uh, but it's still worth it, mm-hmm. you know, still worth doing nuclear power. Yeah, and then as a kind of a corollary to that, public transit is better than roads.
0: Yes, especially in the SNES version, like it's a little bit more of a trade off in the uh, in the regular PC one. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, like it's more of an upfront investment in in SNES, but like you can have Neria Road and just make it, you know, just a full on Portland rail utopia, um, and you're going to be better off.
1: Yep. Yeah. And they cost more to upkeep as well. It yeah. is you get fewer problems. Like you're not gonna have the pollution and you're have not traffic. Have traffic. Yeah. It totally eliminates traffic.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's not very nice. Not gonna
0: have those ants running up and down your road lines. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, different zones can differentiate in, in different ways, and this is something that's frustrating about the uh, about the SNES version a little bit. Like if you lay down a residential or commercial, there's a chance it could just turn into a hospital, which doesn't mm-hmm. do anything for your population and barely mm-hmm. raises the uh, and barely raises the value of stuff that surrounds it.
1: Mm-hmm. But yep, again, same.
0: you don't have control over those things. Same
1: thing with a school and a library. Mm-hmm. Um, and your only your only control is to bull, down, bull it, doze it down, and try again. <laughs> and just, you know, no hospitals in my town. Sickton. <laughs> New
0: Sickton will never have a hospital. You have New Sicton New Sickton. Motto, it's God's plan. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. God is my health insurance. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And, and nobody needs to be educated. Nobody needs to read a book in my town. Just so go work <laughs> in the factory and spend your fucking taxes. <laughs>
0: um so you want to make sure when you build those power plants that you have a way to run uh run power lines around and this is yeah. going to be uh boy oh boy if you are demolishing stuff make sure that you don't disconnect the one line to your entire city because that happened to me when i was trying to figure out the uh the, the controller controls for this man oh man i wish that i had like an snes mouse on that
1: yeah yeah well cause the thing is if you if you cut power even for a second in game time goes by quicker, and mm-hmm. people will mass exodus from your yeah. your city. Like it even but, happens if you save and load. Mm-hmm. Like power takes a second to load up, and people are like, I'm not gonna live here. There's no fucking energy. Yeah, and then well, and they I, move away. I demolished all the candle stores. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They they weren't raising. People couldn't live there. <laughs> and then just like you, wait a second, dog. The lights will come on. <laughs> like it's okay. Wait a couple days. Yep, isn't so bad.
0: <laughs> wait a half a month.
1: Yeah, you'll be all right. You'll need light. We'll give you a five
0: percent credit on your bill.
1: Yeah, I I already lowered the taxes to six percent. What the fuck do you want from me?
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but uh, but yeah. So you've got these like services too, police and fire. Um, Mm -hmm. Interestingly, if you're on easy mode, fires don't really happen, so you can just never build one of those. Even though your citizens will clamor for it. Yeah, the, the trick to fire, even on media
1: mode, mm-hmm. um, I, I maybe I haven't played on hard mode, but my true, true on hard mode as well, is that, uh, so one, you want to have one fire department because that will shut your citizens up, even if it's like in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, uh, even on media mode where fires break out, it's easier to just put them out yourself. Mm-hmm. If you are um, vigilant, you can just bulldoze the fires and, and rebuild, which you're going to have to do anyway. Yeah. Um, so you can you can get away with just having one fire department because each one of these things costs a lot of money per year. And you can't skip on PlayStations, which makes this a very expensive proposition.
0: It sounded like you said PlayStations? Police. Oh,
1: yeah. Don't <laughs> skip on PlayStations. Yeah. Not in not, not New Sicton. Are you all ready? The, all the kids get to play Courier Crisis in New Sicton. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love how our shows just bleed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you got to have police stations and it's best to have them um in overlapping uh coverage zones. Right. Yes.
1: Yep. And so. that's how you're going to keep crime down and it's expensive, but you can crime is a, an easy, you know, problem to solve. Yeah. Um so at the end of every year, you're kind of budgeting this stuff whether you want to fund your police, fire and roads. Mm-hmm. Um and then how much you want to charge for taxes. Uh, 7% is the standard. Right. Um, and people will still complain about taxes, even at 7%, um, you know, no matter what, but you can't really skimp on those other three things because it's going to mean, you know, fires are going to break out and it's going to mean that your roads are going to get destroyed. Mm-hmm. So you really can't skimp too much on those things as much as you might be tempted to.
0: Yeah. And so you have to make sure that, uh, that upkeep, you know, year over year that you're not spending into, you know, what's going to, you know, what the, what that needs to draw from. Right. Yes yeah and so uh the budgeting becomes much more complicated than what this kind of like line item is going to show you because you really have to you know when you're thinking about okay i need to lay down this many more zones because of demand um you know think about how tenable that growth is going to be based on how much police coverage fire coverage etc you have to put it you have to put it on top of it
1: yeah it take it takes a, a village to raise a residential zone And the way you can kind of get feedback on what you're doing, um, there's two kind of things you can do. On the SNES version, you can check in with Will Wright. Um, <laughs> but the, the the more direct way is you go to this voice tab, yeah. and it lets you know what percentage of citizens think you're doing a good job and what their complaints are.
0: Yeah. And uh, this usually, like, prioritizes it. Like, if something is at about 20%, it's a really big problem. That's a drag on your uh, population. Yeah. And yeah. so usually that's something like uh, like pollution or, you know, crime like those are those are really big ones like Fucking per-
1: housing value, dog, <laughs> like housing costs are so hard to deal with. And like it's hard me. to
0: deal with because it's like it, it's a double sided problem. Like it's a good problem to have like yeah. as how as like housing prices go up like what that says is you're getting more you're getting more money per like person who's in the population but if you're playing for a population growth well that's a real problem so what that tells you is you need to do, you, you like you need to di- diversify but it depends on like how much buildable area there is around you and if you can actually viably increase your coverage on like and- you know roads and stuff like that and the
1: things that you do to make lower property values are also complaints in and of themselves. Like yeah. you can make some low income housing down by the nuclear power plant, mm-hmm. but and by the the industrial zone. But no one's going to want to live there. And if they do, they're just gonna it's going to add that pollution complaint mm-hmm. through the roof. And pollution is very hard to deal with as well. Yeah, for me, for my money, those were the two things that were my consistent thorns on my side. Yeah. So even doing the kind of tricks like putting your industrial zones on the side of the map so it doesn't track, mm-hmm. and keeping them far away from your stuff, people are just going to find a way, or reason to complain about pollution, no matter how many parks I plant.
0: Yeah, I ran a whole city into the ground, um, putting in <laughs> <laughs> like I built roads right because I mm-hmm. didn't I didn't understand the difference. You know, like like that NSNES, uh, you know, mass transit is OP.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like
0: I built a whole city around roads, and then I read you know something that somebody posted saying, "Oh, you need to use all rail." and so I tried to do a rip and replace, and that just completely tanked everything because traffic yeah. was a huge problem. like traffic was a huge, huge problem um for the majority of the time I was playing, and I had to build a whole new city because I just didn't plan around to that particular wrinkle,
1: yeah, yeah it, it is just hard to get around those things. Um, mm-hmm. it is worth uh pointing out that the gameplay loop for this game is one of the weirdest ones that. I've played and what definitely maybe the weirdest gameplay loop that we've done for the show Mm -hmm. in that you start flush with cash. Yep. You build your little starter city. You get a loan fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. Like a bank opens up and you can take out a loan. That's a crazy Um,
0: interest rate too. It's super low.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You should, you should take out this loan. I wish I could (laughs) take out this loan. Um, You take out this loan, you build the rest of your city and then you wait for a really long time. (laughs) And then once a year, you can build a kind of a new tiny little addition to your city. Yep. Um, it
0: is so strange. It's, it's crazy because it's begging you not to be engaged in it. However, there's enough stuff that happens that you have to really kind of like look in on it. So it's not like Seaman, right? Yeah. Where like you power it on as part of your daily, your, like your morning routine to see how Leonard Nimoy is doing. Um, yeah. no, it's not Leonard Nimoy. It's, uh, it's, uh, the main character from deadly premonition to see how he's doing. Like, this is just, you have to like keep it on and watch and make sure literally that nothing catches fire. Yeah. Because there are disasters that can
1: happen. Mm-hmm. in the game um they're rare but they're they're just annoying enough to where you can't like fall asleep while you're waiting between years to get more tax income mm-hmm. um so fires uh floods can happen plane crashes once you have an airport mm-hmm. tornadoes earthquakes and then bowser can attack <laughs> Yep. which on the uh the pc version is godzilla but here it is bowser
0: here it is bowser and if bowser comes in and you have a mario statue because you're a megalopolis dear god help you yeah
1: exactly
0: which is which is pretty great yeah um it's pretty cool because they have these built uh, these like these pre-built scenarios that are centered around different uh you know different aspects of these disasters right like these were put in initially in the pc version to make it more like a quote-unquote game and less like a toy mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah like these are these are fun i like these yeah. a lot like i did the uh the las vegas one because i'd never played the uh the snes uh version mm-hmm. of the game just a little bit i, I failed horribly uh <laughs> trying yeah, to right. rebuild but what it is is that these are based on sometimes future and
1: sometimes past actual city problems. Mm -hmm. So like you have Detroit in this game and it's like, Oh, this is the RoboCop Detroit where crime is terrible. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with this? And uh, so it's giving you a little tutorial on how to deal with these problems by sticking you in a city where like the infrastructure is pre-built, even though it's not very good. The infrastructure is there, Mm -hmm. but you have to try to think your way out of it. And they vary in difficulty so much like, uh, like the Rio de Janeiro one where the with the flooding
0: yeah well, that's crazy. Is actually
1: well that one's not too bad like if you just like oh like i just need to develop along the shoreline mm-hmm. you know like undeveloped shoreline is the problem here yeah let's uh let's bulldoze the the shoreline and you can just kind of prevent that flooding but that detroit one is crazy mm-hmm. like it is very hard to find the money to pay all those cops and it's like oh do i have sympathy for mm-hmm. the mayor <laughs> the mayor of detroit in the 80s <laughs> i guess i do you know yeah Um uh, and then the, the las vegas one is difficult too because they uh they tend to to focus on really high value thing to destroy
0: yeah i, I like these a lot like i don't know if like so i have a, I have a hard time getting a sense of if these are meant to be like introduction things or challenge maps because i think, I think a little bit of both yeah they're like there's a, there's an aspect of like oh if this happens in your actual city the one that you're taking ownership of here's what you know like here's a low stakes way for you to kind of like reload the same situation over and over again to try and fix it
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yep 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 i don't know um, yeah yeah and you know like in any you know in any of these like failure is a lagging indicator, right yeah like if you are on the decline, like if you are overspending in a systemic way, um like that's not gonna happen for like a while and you can fuck yourself before you really know you did it It's like playing a euro board game mm-hmm. it's like the kind of thing I like when it's by
1: myself and I'm playing it uh, competitively, I don't
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know like I can't uh I can't really you know play like some kind of weird euro game where I'm like you know, oh, I'm, I fucked up a thing that's going to make it mean that I lose to my friend in, mm-hmm. like, 70 turns. No, that's, <laughs> that's not so fun. But yeah. here I can do it by myself because, it like, there's no stakes, mm-hmm. even without just the scenarios. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, the, the like, the failure scenario is if you run out of money, you're kicked out of office.
1: Yeah. Um, which I did. Um, we'll talk about it. But I was, uh, I was fucking around with there's a cheat code. Mm-hmm. For this to, uh, to get a bunch of money. Cause I just wanted to see like, what does a, can I make a perfect city if I have unlimited money? Yeah. It's like here the cheat code. Part of the cheat code involves setting your taxes to zero. <laughs> um, on the emulator I was using, the L button was not keyed correctly. So I hmm. couldn't do the cheat code. Um, but I tried it. My taxes were zero my population was growing. Like people were moving into my, my town that had zero police. It's Colorado Springs up Fuck. in this piece. Come on. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, yeah, everybody come to New Roarston. It's fucking chaos. <laughs> like no police, no fire, no roads, no taxes. That's yeah, barter and, town. And, you made Bartertown, Gary. It did make, and like my population was just like, like skyrocketing until eventually it just like, like gave me the kicked out thing. I was like, I just, I I made burning man for, <laughs> like in S N E S Sim City. And then like, Sim Burn yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Or like the the whatever whatever it's called, like the quad or the the shed or like Burning Man is called something the city. I guess I don't know the enough shum. about Burning Man. I don't know enough about Burning Man. It, the, the city that the, the weird temporary city that is Burning Man is called oh. like the something. No. and that's what i made like just no laws and everybody's there until the police shut it down
0: yeah I <laughs> so, made the world's largest outback steakhouse no rules I, I, just right
1: <laughs> i was trying to make large world's largest burning man but i accidentally made the world's largest gathering of the juggalos <laughs> so <laughs> joke's on me i guess like syphilis
0: <laughs> so there's some stuff that's specific to the SNES.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this stuff is really charming. Like yeah. this, this is this is some stuff I really like. Um, first of all, there's a, an easy difficulty, mm-hmm. like a, a practice mode with like a small island and a simple goal of getting a certain number of citizens that will
0: teach you how to play. I had fun trying to see how much population I could get, I could get on this tiny island yeah. because over the course of getting that 30, that thirty thousand, you really hit the limit. Yeah, of like how much buildable land there is. Yeah, it's a fun mode. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other cool thing, which I think is, again, super charming, uh, instead of ha- having an advisor like you would have in the later games, you actually have Professor Wright, who is an anime rendition of Will, Will Wright himself. Yeah, he's a real cutie.
1: Yeah. He comes out and tells you it's not very useful. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he's just like, people don't like pollution, build parks. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, I built parks, doesn't matter, buddy. Yeah. You know, but he is, he is very cute. And it's mm-hmm. nice to have a
0: little avatar that's talking to you. <laughs> About the thing I I love that it's uh, kind of kind of a side note here. I love that the bank in the game is called the uh the like Sim City Savings and Loan. Yeah, like how much of a product of its time could this be? Yeah, and it looks like <laughs> it's going to be a a steal. Yeah, well, no, actually, it's, it's a really good rate. Like you're generally better doing that than not.
1: Yeah, this, <laughs> this, these are the kind of rates that are going to lead to the housing bubble. Right? <laughs> uh, this is a grim portent of things to come. <laughs> Travel back to 1991 and save us all. Um. One of the more fun things this does is that after you get certain milestones, you get gifts in the game, which like they do things mm-hmm. like they they do increase value and stuff. But for my money, they just like gave my city a lot more character. Yeah. Um, so I really love these because um, I want my city to have like an amusement park outside of town. Yeah. And, and you know,
0: and and a, a, a zoo. <laughs> yep. You know, what's a city without a zoo? Or or in my case, because all of my like residential areas were, were like three by three donuts. The space mm-hmm. in the middle was always taken up by like a zoo or by an amusement park. Yeah, which is
1: great. Or like uh, the big parks. Uh huh. Those are really nice. Like the nat- like the, the you know central parks. Yeah. You can make like uh, I just like these things aesthetically quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to choose where your house is too, which like when I did that. Um. The standard map with the island in the lower right, I would either do that as like an old town or I would just put my house down there and just put a bunch of roads to it and stay like thousands of miles away from the scum in my city. (laughs) The proletariat. Yep. I I need to be on my own private island. I just fill it with zoos.
0: Yep. Uh, (laughs) The Isle of Dr. Butterfield yes. <laughs> I
1: created all my friends so my friends I made them it's half Zim half yeah. Zim half
0: Zoo which yeah. I guess would be Zim like I said at the start yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> um and then also pretty cool you've got these Nintendo character cameos we mentioned Bowser we mentioned the the Mario statue but again like it's kind of weird that this was developed by Nintendo as like a PC game for their console at launch
1: yeah, it's not really a thing that, that happened right. so often. Like, Nintendo doesn't just, like, make a port. Right. You know, like, you never see this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a fun freelance scenario you can do where there's just no no water. It's just all land. And you can see how dense you can make things. Mm-hmm. And there are no gifts, so it's kind of like SimCity classic hardcore mode. Yeah. Like, exactly how dense can you make this population? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much order can you handle? <laughs> oh, man, a whole bunch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like this one. I, I played about two hours of it.
1: Yeah, it's it's super fun. Yeah. Um, And then we talked about the music. Uh, The music depends, changes depending on the season, and then also what size your city is. Yes,
0: and uh, if this sounds familiar to you, it was uh, uh, composed by Soya Oka, who did uh, Mario Kart and Pilot Wings. Yeah, and it's great. Mm -hmm. Like the music is really,
1: really good, and it's not intrusive in the perfect way for this kind of game. At least in my mind. and that's SimCity. Mm-hmm. um it's kind of hard to like we did our best to explain it um if by chance you haven't played it like <laughs> how the actual the way that it will feel playing it you know hopefully we did an okay job expressing it but you should nope. give it a shot yeah because it'll feel a little different than like, it like if you, like
0: i mean just like the, the, the overall loop and we talked about <laughs> we, we, we talked about hitting that and then like letting it wait and setting it up but there's something really satisfying about that like engineering something for like good stasis and then mm-hmm. accounting for disasters and externalities as they arise, like that is immensely satisfying. Satisfying is a good rule or a good
1: word for both these games. Yeah, like as a po- like they do, they are fun, but it's fun, like a small amount of fun tinging a large amount of like satisfaction and like the ecstasy of order. Mm-hmm. The parallel, like the closest parallel to these things, is the way you lay out crops, being similar to how you lay out buildings mm-hmm. in this. Even though you want to make actual donuts in uh, in SimCity, SNES, even though there's a competing view that a guy out there will tell you about if you google them i'm <laughs> sure um but you make these little donut things but just kind of having looking down on a field of crops is not that different from looking down on your city no. in this and that is there's a similar feeling of just like oh i have taken nothing and built something orderly and productive out of it that is self-sustaining you know this kind of perfect machine mm-hmm. and that is kind of you know not to get all radio labby but it's kind of beautiful mm-hmm. Um, no, I, uh, I mean it. It is it's very satisfying.
0: It is. I mean, just like setting up a system is. I mean, I empathize with that a lot as a human being. Like, just like that, that is something that drives me in my real life. And to you know, dip into that in this piece of entertainment, it's like, oh, I can actually take this skill that otherwise would be you know kind of asinine or you know useful depending on your view, um, and have it you know pay off in a very like you know tangible audiovisual way. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, like it makes you feel good.
1: It's a, it's a meritocracy simula- simulator and it doesn't require the kind of planning it requires is different than a JRPG. Like when I was young and, and got into RPGs, the reason why I was into them is because like this wasn't testing my reflexes. I felt like it was testing my mind
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, And this is doing the same thing, but it's like testing a different way that I'm thinking. It's strategic rather than tactical mm-hmm. you know and that is really satisfying yeah and in a way that like grand strategy games are too complicated. like I couldn't you could probably get that kind of thing from something like Romance of the Three Kingdoms. but that was too much for me and too competitive. Mm -hmm. This kind of golf version of romance of the three kingdoms where like, I'm just playing against myself
0: really hit the sweet spot for me. Yeah. Like we're, you know, we're just going to sit here for a little bit in a low pressure and in a low pressure way, think about the long term for a little while. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and and that is something, you know, unique that I think resonated with a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Good, good games. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think I'm probably, I don't know if I have anything else to say about these. Neither do I. Did you ever play any of the spin-offs? The uh your your sim towers and whatnot?
1: Uh no. Because oh. I never had all of my PCs up until I was old enough to buy my own were all cast offs. Mm-hmm. And they could run the original SimCity, but not the spin-offs. Yeah. And then when it came to like the SNES ports of those things, I always kind of read bad things about them. Hmm. That like the increased complication meant, like things like Sim Tower or Sim the mm-hmm. the SNES ports were not very good. Yeah. But, I mean I could be wrong
0: about that. That's just what I remember thinking i like sim tower a lot it might as well have just been called sim mall (laughs) and because i was looking at that kind of not not quite as micro as the sims level but like you're thinking more about like what businesses will thrive in the space and creating the creating the role for it Mm -hmm. um but right now it's kind of hard for me to say like oh go play that when there's something like oh like a like a like a theme park or a theme yeah. hospital like 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 that was the, natu- the the natural extension for me although i did like flying stuff around in simcopter and even like today if you're not looking for something that's as complex as a you know a, as a city skyline which i i'm just kind of waiting for it to go on sale before i really dip into it and see if it's too complex for me like mm-hmm. the, the like the kyrosoft games for the oh uh, yeah you know <laughs> for, for for ios um are going to be fantastic for you if you're looking for something that's right around this level of uh kind of like management and long-term planning
1: yeah and, th- and those games are are really fun yeah i definitely recommend those um another recommendation i'll make is that uh you should uh lazy game reviews on youtube um uh, it's not my favorite name in the world but he's a really good guy mm-hmm. um lgr gaming um he is a sims fanatic like he just loves old pc stuff and watching his videos i've you know learned about a lot of weird platformers and shit but he loves maxis and he loves all the sims stuff so like you can get a baseline really good review of every sim city game every spinoff every expansion of the sims hmm. every iteration of the sims like he does a really full kind of series of reviews and retrospectives on this stuff and uh, I really can't recommend it enough. Like, I like that guy a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's just he has a nostalgia for old. Like, he kind of had like an alternate world childhood than I did, I feel like. <laughs> like, if instead of having Nintendo, I had like an old like worker PC, <laughs> then then I would have had the same kind of experience he does. Yeah. So it's it's really kind of fun to watch him and experience that vicariously through him. Nice. So that is
0: recommended. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's one of the most important games of all time. Yeah. next time Cole. well next time we are doing um demon's crest yeah or demon crest i'm not sure what the uh demon souls has me all messed up gary this yeah. is a uh, this is an snes game uh developed by konami uh, capcom. capcom there we go i capcom. was getting mixed up <laughs> um uh yeah developed by uh capcom uh that is kind of an extension of the gargoyles quest games uh from yep. the game boy uh kind of a fun action side scroller continuing the summer of snes Yep, spinoff of uh, the Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghosts and Goblins mm-hmm. or Super Ghouls and Ghosts series.
1: So, and I, I played a little bit of it just to make sure, you know, remind me of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is still fun. Yeah. It was a good game. Um, after that, we are doing LA Noir, mm-hmm. um, which is a, uh, you know, a investigative adventure game. Yeah. It's with a, de- a, couple of, a detective game. Right. It's a detective game with some ill conceived shooting segments. Yeah. Um, and an ending that I can't wait to make fun of even though I really like the game.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh man, this is the, like I've I'm looking forward to this in such a huge way.
1: I, it's it's funny how much I'm, I am looking forward to revisiting it. It's, I played it more recently than you have. Mm-hmm. And and I'm having that feeling of, like, the main thing I'm looking forward to is making fun of the ending. Okay. Which, like, that's not true. I'm looking more forward to the interviews because those are the fun part of the game.
0: Well, like you're the one who suggested we play it.
1: Yeah, no, I, well, to be fair, it's been on your, like, we have, like, our wish list okay. thing. Okay. It's been on your wish list for a long time. So, like, I knew it'd be receptive, you know. Receptive. Yeah. But it is just, like, the more I think about goofing on the show. Mm-hmm. The more I think that it'll be very fun to goof on the insane climax
0: of that oh, game. Oh yeah, but we're both going to have fun with that together. It's going to be good.
1: Oh yeah, and <laughs> and the point up up until that point, it's great. Yeah, like that. It's it's a really good game. I really liked
0: it. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you can get that on Steam. Like the uh, the, the the Steam summer sales are coming oh, yeah. up here pretty pretty soon. Like I'm sure Humble's going to have it as well. Like I really encourage you to look out for this.
1: Yeah, it'll and it'll be like five bucks.
0: Yeah. So what are we doing after that, Cole? Well, after that, we are doing um, a PlayStation 2 game. We are continuing the summer of, uh, of open world games, kind of, I guess. Uh, it's going to be Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to play it for the GameCube, is mm-hmm. uh,
1: the, the system I have for it. But uh, it is a summer blockbuster, <laughs> just like Spider-Man 2 itself. Spider-Man 2 came out uh, you know, several <laughs> years ago in the summer. 13 years ago. 13 years ago, with all of our favorite Dr. Octopus, <laughs> um, Mysterio. Yeah. The, the, all of our favorites, carnage, yeah. Yeah.
0: um, Shriek. Uh, and the, I, I guess that like, I mean, if I have anything to say about this, this is the ultimate 3d incarnation of the grappling hook game.
1: It is, it is the most fun I've had traversing, uh, sense or in addition to crackdown mm-hmm. in a game. Like it is, it is so fun just to move around. And this is going to be one of those things where it's like, I played it when it came out and absolutely fucking was floored by it. Mm -hmm. we'll see if i still like it like maybe it'll it'll change maybe this will be a non-redemption
0: this is this is going to be a good like like companion piece with uh with with crackdown actually i think yeah i think they're going to be very similar episodes
1: yeah which is good though because those are both games i really like yeah um and then also i love talking about comics so uh, that's gonna, that's gonna help you anything mm-hmm. comic related I'm pretty into. Um, after that, we are doing our poll.
0: Yes, we're doing a poll, so um, we wanted to change it up, not do the same uh, uh, polls for the same genres every year. and because it's summertime, well what what's better to do in the summer uh, than get a little bit of reading done? Yeah, fill out your book it your bookit stamp your what?
1: Book it Book it. We we had we talked about this because I was talking about books. Check it out when we did the the visual novel one. and I was seeing that book. It was a thing through Pizza Hut where you had to read a certain number of books
0: to earn personal pan pizzas. Huh? We didn't and like we, we didn't have that. We had we had it like through the library where where you would get like coupons for Oreo shakes at Applebee's. Maybe maybe it was regional, or maybe I'm getting confused. And I just like. To no, read like, I remember there, were, there, like, I don't there, was a, there was a definite exchange for book between books and junk food when I was young. Yeah. It might have been in the, in the in the like the the four years difference between our ages or whatever. That could be. Yeah. Pizza Hut was
1: de- ascending or descending. <laughs> pizza Hut descendant. <laughs> so it was definitely through Pizza Hut, because BookItProgram.com is it still going? <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> We have to stop it, Gary. Yeah, we have to get, let's enroll. Let's pretend to be kids and enroll in the online Book It program. I don't like Pizza Hut very much, Gary. No, I I, I can't eat Pizza Hut. If ever, All they serve is poison to me. Um. Anyway, Book It is, a, is a, at least at one point was a Pizza Hut thing. Okay. I mean, still is, but at least in one part of the country it was. Mm-hmm. The shirts are on closeout. We can get $5.50 for a Book it t-shirt. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. That's less than the blanks, Gary yeah if all of our shirts just start coming printed over the bucket shirt yep um, so, the logo is read your read your heart out and heart is in big letters as if like foreshadowing
0: what's going to happen to your heart because of the pizza,
2: pizza Yeah. <laughs> um, huh.
0: A- anyway so we have four visual novel type games to choose from all of which are for the ds um mm-hmm. do you want me to give you the rundown and you definitely need to give
1: me the rundown because I only remember two of them.
0: <laughs> yes. So. so um I don't have it in front of me, but I can uh definitely lay this down. Uh we've got Ghost Trick. We've got Phoenix Wright. We have nine hours, nine persons, nine doors, and we've got hotel dusk room something or other. 213? 213, maybe.
1: All right, that sounds right to me. Yeah. Um yeah. So these are uh vote that's what you're gonna be able to vote on if and only if you are one of our patrons. Yes through patreon um so it's exciting it's a genre that we haven't done before mm-hmm.
0: it's a um, system we haven't done before
1: yeah yeah which is that's interesting um we talked about retro game challenge on uh mm. one of, on our on one of oh, our episodes
0: but i forgot about that
1: yeah the um so we uh, uh we've never done that genre before we're going for polls this year we've got a couple of weird ones mm-hmm. planned we're gonna try to spread that out as we said and i'm excited about this um because one because i know cole will really like it So that enthusiasm will carry over to me. And two, out of those games, the ones I played, I did like Mm -hmm. quite a bit. And And, of the ones you haven't played, I know you're going to like. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) And I I mean, I played actually now that
0: I, the only one of those I haven't played, I think is Hotel Dusk. Mm -hmm. Um, So I played the other ones. It's also really good. Yeah. Yeah. I I believe that. I am tremendously fond of this genre, at least the non-erotic ones. Um, (laughs) And uh, and yeah, I think that uh, this is another one of the situations. We designed it so that no matter who wins, we win. Yeah. It's like an anti aliens versus
1: predator. Yeah.
0: Um, so, versus um
1: Gary versus Cole. Yeah. Whoever wins, we win.
0: Yeah. Well, uh so go to um patreon.com/duckfeedtv. Um if you are a backer, then you're going to see that link up there. Um even if you're on the uh, early release, it's going to go live for you there. Um and mm-hmm. if you are not a backer, uh, you know, backing as low as a dollar a month will uh will get you in and help decide uh which game we're going to do for summer reading. And and as always, uh, feel free to campaign to each other. Yeah. Um, we
1: don't we don't take a hand in this. Mm-hmm. So uh, telling us which one we should do doesn't help. Tell each <laughs> other which ones you should vote for. Yeah. So. Like, I've got an opinion. I know which one I want to do,
0: but I'm yeah. not going to say
1: it. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't tell me. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, and then after that, we have other stuff planned. Mm-hmm. Like, we have the rest of our summer actually planned, and it's all really cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and helping us out even just if you don't want to vote, that's a big help for us. Other helps uh, include uh, telling a friend. About the mm-hmm. show, blogging about it or tweeting about it is a big help yeah. and helps people learn about us. And every time we see that, that's really cool.
0: It's super easy to share. Um, Like if you like a goof and you want to point to a particular time code, the SoundCloud embeds that we have on the uh, the the DuckFeed.tv website, uh, you can actually click the share button on that and point to a particular time. Um, and that's a great way to uh, spread the word.
1: Yeah. And the word shall be spread. Another way is uh, by leaving a rating or review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And it's been a little bit since we've we've had one, um, and it's been a little bit since we've been up in those rankings. I can't tell you, you know, much like Harvest Moon's systems, it is inscrutable <laughs> how those work. But it can't yeah. hurt mm-hmm. to get uh, new ratings and reviews.
0: Yeah, and we have some uh, conversations that are uh, going on up at the uh, Facebook.com/slash uh, Watch Out for Fireballs. Uh, if you're listening to this and you want to meet up with me on uh, June the 15th, uh, which is like the Monday after this comes out, I'm going to be at Habits Cafe in Oakley, uh, Ohio, Cincinnati, uh, with some guys from the level hanging out before uh, some kind of Sony e three uh, e three thing, and you can find information about that there. Yeah, and uh, please, hammers, don't hurt him. <laughs> like... <laughs> please
1: i'm gonna have like a crew there it's good but for yeah. the love of god please be cool i you're gonna have a crew there i don't want to encourage anybody i feel like i <laughs> can take that crew <laughs> yeah. if it was me versus the level i, I like my odds. i'm, uh, well, I'm but, just okay. throwing
0: it out there <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna say this both dennis and david do crossfit and at least david does martial arts they're um, tougher than you think i guess, if, that, I guess like if true. it's me like i'm i'm a liability in that fight just because yeah. of my anxiety and stuff. I'm just thinking of like <laughs> David and Dennis
1: minus you and Ben, and seeing where that ends up. And I was considering Dennis to be tough. I didn't know about David doing uh, martial arts. Uh huh. So it's always the quiet little one, I guess. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're they 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 like just. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, don't step. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll try not to beat up your other podcast. <laughs> um, I'll get Chris on my side. <laughs> We'll, we'll form a temporary alliance um, yeah. yeah anywho um, don't beat up coal, please and uh, what else should they remember to do other than that
0: uh, they should remember to not uh, zone too many industrial because otherwise people will not be able to breathe
1: indeed and um, boss.
0: watch out for smokestacks
1: Delta caramel skateboard, voices. you <laughs> um, know the prisoner music, right? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah, I'm Gary. Do I know the okay. prisoner music? Okay,
0: I, I thought you <laughs> Um, cool. I the one thing I'm going to change on this.